All right, it's episode 196, and we were lazy, and we didn't come up with anything to start the show with. So we just decided we we're going to do this fun employment styles file style. Yeah, that's Look. good. Ha! Take two. <laughs> and cut. Hit the fucking music. Hit my music, brother. Yeah, I would love it if Crowder had fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> he came out to this song. Huh. That's right, dude. We're talking about Did love, brother. Sing it, John. That's right. John is feigning fellatio. He looks like a circus seal. <laughs> Shwemo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash, the genetic jack hammer. Hammer, hammer, hammer. World's greatest podcaster, the four, four-time West Virginia Podcast Association Man of the Year. And this is, of course, your four-time West Virginia Podcast four Association. Time. Four times. Podcast of the year. Four times. As always, I'm joined by the meticulous mountain lion. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I've never been accused of being meticulous in anything in my life. The the credible Hulk. The boomer. <laughs> the boomer bull in the china shop. I don't think he's a. Ma- <laughs> I don't think he's a mountain lion either. He's more like a bear. Yeah. The. The thoughtful bear of Boomer Bottom. <laughs> the Baloo of Bo- Boomer the Bottom. Ba- hey, that's good. Baloomer Bottom. <laughs> that might be the title of the show. <laughs> that's uh, former Intercontinental Champion. That's old Chucky Atater Sax over there. That's right, folks. That's him. He's here. He's queer. I get used to it. We're waiting for. I'm a, waiting for something for, to load here. For a sound effect. Excuse yeah. me. Close. Thank you. That's right. So, Tucky Chater Sacks. Tucky Chater Sacks. And of course, as always, <laughs> the old air horn. Returning champion, the world's greatest claw machine operator guy. The, the most dangerous man up Laurel Creek. Laurel Creek's most dangerous man. <laughs> From your nar- worst nightmare in Laurel Creek. <laughs> <laughs> From parts unknown. In Laurel Creek. <laughs> That's, uh, of course, the Robert Goulet of Regenerative Farming. The uh, uh, Johnny. Come up here. Johnny. <laughs> That's uh, the uh, the dirty shame, the uh, bone crutcher. That's Jan Morgan. Jan Morgan. Soft J. Yeah, I'm going with the soft J this time. It's called Yogging. I don't. You know, Ron Burgundy has a podcast now. Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell as Ron Burgundy. Will Ferrell was doing a podcast as Ron Burgundy. I'm, oh, why the fuck am I not listening? To I this? don't. I haven't listened to it either. Maybe we should pull it up and just l- listen to it. <laughs> just play it as our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What a fine idea, John. This is better than what we would do, so... That's a great idea. There's no way his show... I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) There's no way that show is not a thousand times better than our show. It's got Ron Burgundy on it. He only talked... Hilarious if he only talked about stuff in the 70s. I really hope that would be... (laughs) What would be some 70s... (laughs) 70s topics I'm trying to think about? 
Okay, here's a clip. On the Ron Burgundy podcast, oh. Ron asks the most hard-hitting questions. What are your thoughts on climate change? Go. Is it upsetting that you can't fly? And he does is it, it in character too. Hard for you to eat chicken? Let's talk about Pete Rose. Do you ever run into that guy? He owes me money. What do you do about the haters? Can chickens have epilepsy? Have people ever thrown batteries or pennies at you? What is the deal with the Philly fanatic? That guy's a weirdo, right? What if they lowered you out of a spaceship? Morgana, the kissing bandit. Was she ever caught? Do you remember her? Hatch out of the yeah. Air, <laughs> I think we all remember her. her. Yes. I'd love to see you work with Lars Van Trier. Any interest? Okay, I'm into I'm into the Ron Burgundy podcast, but I will be back with more right here. I'd also be more into just watching it too, instead of having to download and listen to it. If he's going to be in character, then it makes my wiener hard. Anyway, how's everybody's week going? Good, good. It's Saturday here in the park. I think it was the Fourth of July. Thank you. That's a reference that (laughs) nobody's going to get. It's a Chicago song, I believe. Is it a Chicago song? I think so. I'm sure John Radcliffe will cl- uh, chime in in the comments. Tell us it's uh, somebody else. Could be a Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers the Doobie could Bro- be a uh, the Brothers the, Doobie. The Righteous Brothers. <laughs> oh, the Brothers Righteous. I never liked them. <laughs> you never liked the Righteous Brothers. Uh, so overrated. Good. I mean, just John, your thoughts on the Righteous Brothers? Baby, baby. I mean, they're not bad, <laughs> but oh, that Unchained Melody. Um, I mean, you lost that love and feeling. Yeah, but pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty dope, right? That's I white mean, dudes too. It's hard to hard to not like that. That's honkies. That's honkies. H a w n k i e s. H e honkies. Honkies. So what's been going on though? How's the farm after the cold snap? Oh, it was fine. It's easy. All those animals don't give a fuck. No, they it, don't. It was minus eight in my house on Wednesday morning. Did you bring the pigs in? In where? In my house? Yeah. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> no. <laughs> he says he's kidding <laughs> after he realizes what a silly question that is. They're like, you are fake news. <laughs> now you should have wah, wah. You this one? <laughs> they, would, they would destroy my house in a matter of minutes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I've got four. It's time to let the pigs in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm down to four pigs now. Two of which are pregnant, ranging in in size from three hundred to eight hundred pounds. Jesus! So to pull those, ju- and that's the smallest my herd has ever been. I mean, in in the last three, you know, whatever four years or whatever. Right. Um. So to bring those four in, I mean, my house would be destroyed in a matter of minutes. Sure. Because they just be moshing. They wouldn't even mean to do anything. Like they just be like just walking around, nosing around, <laughs> yeah. to flip over a piano, yeah. <laughs> like that kind oh, of shit. shit. <laughs> I can't even lift this. <laughs> they're also bulldozers. <laughs> and then, yeah, they're and I'm like screaming, and they're just like, <laughs> it's like they don't give up. Uh. <laughs> now you go outside. It could be it could be the negatives with a minus wind chill, and they're outside with no cover. And I go out and touch them, and they're. There's like steam coming off them. They well, they're they're such a aren't they just a they're hardy. They're kind of a a wondrous wondrous animal. They're like extremely well. I mean that's putting it mildly. I mean they they, they are they're up there with the, they're close to humans as far as adaptability. Right and dogs and roaches and rats. Yeah, but do, I mean dogs as they're supposed to be not dogs as we've discussed this. That's a that's a topic of conversation. These morbid. <laughs> morbidly small or morbidly muscular or morbidly wide dogs. Now there are some dogs that are um the whippets. You ever heard about them? Whippets. Oh yeah. Dogs. Well they have that uh deformation 
where like something close to like 50% of them are born double muscled. Yeah. And that's just a completely random genetic accident. Right. And there are cows that are like that too. Mm-hmm. And I bet they sell for a lot because you get twice the meat off of them sons of bitches. Human beings can have that too. Yeah. Uh, there's a member of the uh, jacked kid yeah. from the 80s or whatever. Yeah. He, well, that's no, that's not, not, our, not Richard Sendrak. No, he just worked out. I mean, Richard Simmons. Just went into the oldies. That's also what all of our all of our chicken and turkeys, you know, our commercial breed chicken and turkeys that we eat mm-hmm. have have double muscles in their breasts. Oh, shit! Because like a, like a normal a normal healthy animal. Okay. A normal animal, like a normal, like with normal breast muscles, a turkey or chicken is not going to have, it's going to have a fraction as much white meat on it as what the, the double breasted birds have. Well, it just seems, I mean. That's what, I mean, all it is, all you have to do to get that trait is you, you're taking a Cornish, like in, the, in the case of chickens, you're taking a Cornish hen and you're crossing it with a uh, Bard Rocks rooster, I think. Okay. Those are both just normal heritage breed birds. There's nothing freakish about it. Yeah, but when you cross them, they for some reason they, create it, that. It creates the Cornish cross, which is these, which is the KFC retard bird. <laughs> They're fucking stupid. I don't understand how they can be because so, barred rocks are smart. Yeah, I don't get it. Cornish yeah, that's that's that seemed to be like hybrid, hybrid vigor working in reverse. Like it's but, a, but, it's an inferior animal. To but <laughs> they do grow faster on on commercial grain. Mm-hmm. And they put on more meat. They grow m- many, many, many times faster than either of their parents. It's an amazing, it's a magical combination that somehow we've stumbled upon. And they're actually really, really important for food production. And well, it's a genetic, I would think it's a genetic check that maybe it's a throwback to an animal before, you know? No, they can't, they can't live on their own. They'll just get, if there's enough food, they'll get so fat that their legs, their legs will break and they'll die. That's just weird. Even like I had one just living in my barn with with me not feeding him anything, just scavenging that he got so fat that he couldn't live anymore. So he killed him. And- no, he just died from, from, <laughs> from obesity. You know, then you probably you probably, you probably fed him to the chickens. Um, no, or the pigs. pigs. Yeah, <laughs> the pigs ate him. He went to shit, and the hogs ate him. <laughs> But Literally. that's just. But, but that's what was just, that on? I don't know. But I always say <laughs> it when somebody asks me where somebody is. But there's nothing. Um, there's nothing genetically modified about it. There's nothing unnatural about it. It's just selective breeding, and it just creates this really unique, um, really useful animal that happens to be really stupid and and incapable of living without people. See that? But that that bothers me with eating and something like that because. I think there is a, you know, and you're, this is going to be sound, all of our sound fairly obvious is that there's a direct correlation between something artificially produced and disease and all this shit. If you eat something that that you're more likely supposed to eat, it seems like you wouldn't get as sick. Um, I think that that's a a pretty accurate generalization. Okay, but the Cornish cross is one that I advocate. I'm fine with it. Okay, there's a reason why every piece of chicken you've ever eaten in your is life is a Cornish cross. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason. That's interesting. I did not know that. It doesn't I did mean not know that. now you can still raise them on pasture, you know, like in a in a in a chicken tractor and scoot the tractor around, or keep them uh, protected with electric netting and move them mm-hmm. so that they're outside eating bugs, you know, and living and living a natural life and they're healthy, but they only live for six or seven weeks or whatever, or however long it is. So that's how fast they grow. Yes, so they only live for six or seven weeks. Well, you can harvest them at any point, but usually to get a normal size to get a, a nice roaster bird, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. 
As I said before, that's, that's I nor- morbid. A normal, I mean, that's- a normal like laying hen chicken, if you wanted to ride, try to raise it for meat, like Rhode Island Reds, and there's other ones that they kind of dual purpose, mm-hmm. is going to take like three months or four months before you're ready to eat it. That's just the Cornish cross is more than twice as fast. Now they don't; they aren't as good at foraging. Like they don't aggressively eat grass and bugs, mm-hmm. so it's hard to get a pasture raised quality carcass out of them. The same as you would a heritage bird, like say a Freedom Ranger or some other cross that is good at foraging. Mm-hmm. But the way that they put on meat, the amount of breast meat they produce, and the the speed at which they grow surpasses anything else that nature or human or or any genetic modified organism or anything that we've created. God. And it's just from selective breeding. It's just a bar. It's just this kind of rooster with with this kind of hen. Well, I mean, s- selective breeding is like in the in the you know as I was saying about before with dogs. You take the gray wolf, which is essentially what the dog descended from, and then you can create a chihuahua or a bulldog out of it. And to me, when I sat down and thought about it, it was disturbing. I'm like, that's you know what's just fucked up. Weird. I was talking to Nick Rhodes about this. I had lunch with Nick Rhodes. Is a uh, there's a local reference right there? Greyhounds. The like buses? dog, yes. dog yeah, racing, a great way to get around. Dog racing, like mm-hmm. the way that they do that shit. Like they, he was saying, like they're not allowed to lay. They have to stay in a cage because they don't want to want them to exercise unless they're training, so that they don't. They're less likely to get injured. They only want them to run while they're training, and when they're not training, they're in a cage and they have to stand in the cage so their muscles don't atrophy. So their life is just. It's just like being in a in a. That in is boot the camp. cruelest fucking thing I've ever. It's heard like being in, my in boot life. camp your whole life, and then as soon as your you you your legs messed up, you can no longer race. It's whatever. Bullet in the fucking head, throwing a dumpster, or somebody adopts you, or whatever. Sometimes they do get adopted, but yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those things. It's like this is you know, it's none of my business in a way. What 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 you do, but I I'm not. I, I don't want to give you my money. I mean, right. Why the fuck would I give you my sort money? Sort of like uh, dolphins in in captivity. They. They're essentially in cages, and they don't get to swim around until they're performing. No, and then they, like, get, and then I, I they lose admit, their fucking mind. I will admit, you know, I went to SeaWorld a couple times as a kid, and it was a really fun experience. And it, it is. It's really it's really to get that visceral, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this walrus, his balls are as big as my head. Like, it's <laughs> a foot from me. He's never been the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm bouncing I've, him off I've John's had, head. <laughs> I've had, I've had the, uh, a serious complex, a walrus balls complex my whole life because of that. But walrus no, balls complex. There it is. But, um... <laughs> But you, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's an experience, and if millions of people get to have this experience and it educates them, maybe these animal suffering is helps. A, it's a better, greater good. A net good. Yeah. I don't know. I can see that. That's, that's, that's not a bad argument. It'd be different if they weren't, like, sentient. Like, they, they know that they're in captivity. Sharks, I don't think they care. Yeah, but... Walry? Are they walry or walrus? Walry. Walry don't care, I don't think. They seem to be pretty dumb. But, you know, you, don't, you never know. Maybe, like... Maybe like that 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 captivity life is like really boring and depressing for them, and they're unhappy. That captivity life is the name of a new uh, documentary series on uh, True TV, so that's neat. But maybe that captivity life is like depressing for them. And it's like this is an optimal life, but perhaps being in the wild is like so terrifying and stressful. Yeah, we don't know which one's better. You, you can't, He's free now. Yeah, free to be eaten by something bigger. You can't or, be caught slipping or get or get full of plastic. You get or, one chance. Or get hit with a fucking fish hook, or who knows? Get one shot on you. Spaghetti. Are we really <laughs> capable of knowing which experience is is better for the dolphin? I think through behavior, we're able to, we're able to tell. And the the uh, killer whales too. They yes. start killing people. Yeah, I mean they 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 kill whales. I'm fine with that. <laughs> well, I know, but you know, killer I whales kind of killer whales don't attack people in the wild. So yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they fucking do. Sometimes. 
Sometimes they go there's AWOL. Been, I, I think there's I been a couple of documented cases. Th- there's, there's been mistaken identity, maybe. No, but I if think, they know what a person is, they won't attack them. I think it's. I, 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 I'm going to. I don't have the, the, the documents see. in front of me or anything. Well, luckily for us, we have superpower computers in our palms. But yeah. are we going to be able to find an unbiased source for this? Unbiased? In, I'd say you'll probably find 10 or 12 different sources. And, you just need and they're all going to say something different. Maybe. I've heard that there has been some. Some attacks, some no. They'll fucking straight up eat a motherfucker. They'll flip boats over and shit. I mean, it's not common. They're, okay, they're, they're gen- I'm saying they're generally. I think they gen- have done it to defend themselves. Here is a Wikipedia. Yeah. Here's a Wikipedia, which I know is not the end all be all. But killer whale attack. Killer whales or orcas are powerful predators capable of killing humans. Leopard seals and great white sharks is also have been recorded preying on usually usually terrestrial species such as moose. Swimming, Moose? swimming between islands. Oh yeah, uh, there has never been a recorded for fatal damn. orca attack on a human in the wild. In captivity, there have been several non-fatal and fatal attacks on humans since the 1970s. Experts are divided as to whether the injuries and deaths were ad- ac- accidental or deliberate attempts to cause harm. I still don't believe it. I'm convinced that that they they have a. There are bad apples they've, out there. They've sworn there's some bad apples. Well, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, they're not sending their best. <laughs> they're sending rapists. They're black murderers. dolphins. <laughs> they are black dolphins. <laughs> so, uh, well, <laughs> and they really kind of are. They're just giant black dolphins. <laughs> they're pretty closely related. I yeah, guess. I think they're like almost genetically identical. They're you know, it's they're all cetaceans are related, of course. But then you have the where it splits off into dolphins and porpoises and all that. And a dolphin and a porpoise is a different, a separate sure. species. Yeah. yeah, there's so many different kinds of dolphins and porpoises. Like the the dolphin we all think about is is a uh, bottle, bottle is, nose. Is, is yeah, is a bottle nose. Then you have the common dolphin. Then you have the uh, spinner dolphin. You have the I actually looked the, into some the white ones with the big front belugas. Heads, That's belugas. A beluga whale, um, which is still I think considered with the dolphins. So they always look angry because their forehead gets so big it makes them look like they're scowling. No, they always look happy because they have that big smile on their face. Yeah, but, they, but well, there's a creepy smile though. But with that freaky, the, yeah, with that I freaky mean, forehead, it's, yeah. it's a it's a jokery yes, kind of smile. There we go. <laughs> the belugas are the jokers of the fucking <laughs> whale world. <laughs> it is a little, yeah, it's a little creepy. Um, I, I, and they say there could be killer whale or uh, not, uh, but orca and dolphin hybrids. Hybrids. They've ne- they haven't like really a liger. Well, but there are porpoise dolphin hybrids. Like a porpoise is small. You can get a porpoise is like this big. What what porpoise would that serve? Thank you. Oh! Let's hear it. Thank you. Stay. <laughs> He's on fire, folks. <laughs> like I'm You're in, literally in on fire. Jam. Put oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> ah! All right. He's out. Okay. <laughs> that joke was so funny. He spontaneously combusted. <laughs> um, no, I, I, like I've always been fascinated by animals. So, you know, I, I looked into... You know, mammals are so, mammals are the widest. They're such a, a vast array, from us to a bat to dogs to horse. You know, giraffes. Yeah, just all these animals that are in one classification. Mexicans. You know, reptiles are all besides lacking legs and stuff like that are all largely the same. I mean, they're much, they're built yeah. on a they're built on one plan. 
they're you know they're all they're, they're all like horizontal. A, remember, uh, you remember back in the twenties and thirties when cars first came around and you had to back up hills because they didn't because it was gravity flow and they didn't have fuel pumps. No, yeah, that's what we had to do back then. I didn't know in the twenties and thirties. You that's had to back up like a steep hill, yeah, because the tanks were gravity flow. That's sort of like how why the uh, the um, reptiles are low to the ground. Well, it's. Right? Well, it's because really they have know. a they have a two chamber heart. Oh yeah, which is cannot pump. You know, it can't pump vertically enough to keep them alive. So that's why dinosaurs, beyond the shadow of a doubt, were not reptiles. Dinosaurs are birds. So are most because like, most likely warm blooded. Yes, like a bird. Uh, three chamber heart. You know, the uh, endothermic as opposed to ectothermic. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, and that's why they can reach had re- feathers. Re- some many yes. of them. Yeah, there's a lot of bridge between like the uh, archaeoptics and the. Uh, I think that they f- recently found out that it was one of the big ones, T Rex or something like that. Might have had feathers. Did, that they pretty much. Yeah, confirmed. they found feathers in uh, embers. So when they Amber? found, Amber? they finally they probably saw pinions and stuff on them yeah. too. So, um, yeah, you know, there are lots of failed species throughout throughout this the epochs of the Earth. There, there were actually uh, hoofed predators at one point. The progenitor of the lamb and uh, of the sheep and the goat, at one point, was a giant hoofed predator. Fuck. And they died. Yeah. And, they, and there's pictures of them. They were fucking horrifying with those eyes and the fucking and and teeth and a muzzle and hoofs and fast as fuck. Yeah, really fast and super aggressive. You know, so they had a chip on their shoulder. And they probably like kicked. They probably like kicked like bludgeoned you <laughs> to kill you. Sharp they, hooves. And they yeah. have a smaller mouth. Yes. So it was it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. There's so many and the eight. All right, dinosaurs are such a small. Area of time, really. When you consider the age of mammals, and we had all these horrifying creatures running around. Because once the dinosaurs died off, there was still all this space for something to live in. So we went. They went from creatures this big into as nature does, selective breeding, and you know niches and all that stuff, and creating something that's so massive. You know, not as big as the dinosaurs got, but almost. So you know, you had mammoths and mastodons, which are two different creatures. Big um, Van Vader, he was the mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, um, him. he was. He was pretty neat. Um, my no favorite on the Nelly Furtado playing underneath everybody. <laughs> I'm just. I like it. I like Nelly Furtado. She could get it. Yeah, she was. I like that promiscuous girl song. We can get together and have a frittata for breakfast. <laughs> uh, we could do that. I don't know how to make those. You know? Can you make frittatas? Oh, it's fucking. It's just an egg pie. You just like. <laughs> You just, whatever ingredients could get fried up, and then you just pour some egg into the skillet and make like a, a Simpsons, That was a Simpsons bit. Hey, Chief, let's go get some frittatas. And you can, you, can <laughs> bake, you can bake it, too. I usually use the oven to do it, but you can do it right on the skillet. So it's like an egg foo young. Yeah, an, it's, it's like an omelet, but you don't form it into an omelet. Yeah, you don't it's do the whole fold-over thing. You can fuck it up. Oh, it's like a pizza. Oh, that would be egg. good. But instead of bread, it's eggs. Right on. I thought really they were easy. like okay. I'm thinking of crepes, like little thin pancakes. Crepes, there's a thin pancake, oh, and then there's quiche, which is which is like Stacy quiche. Quiche is like is like a frittata, but it's got a pie crust on it, oftentimes, oh, right and, it, on. and they add dairy to the and stuff to the egg mix to make it fluffy. Mom used to make quiche, and it was delicious. My mom was actually a really good cook. Quiche is kind of gay. She just whoa, dude. I mean, it's good. <laughs> dude. No, there, there's this there's this article. There's this like famous article. This what like, the men, fuck? Men, real men don't, don't eat, eat quiche. quiche. Yeah, and and I kind of I, I kind of agree with it. Why? Because you can make a frittata without all the bullshit, and it's and it tastes better. 
It's it's just the amount of the amount of work that goes into making it for the amount of nutrition and quality. Of eating All right, it's diminishing get. returns. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah just, I think you're it's right. Bullshit. There. Okay, that's fair. Like pie crust is bullshit. Like, yeah, and that's not good for you anyway. The rest of the the uh, frittata seems to be pretty good for you. Yeah, just eggs and eggs veggies and, and whatever the hell you want. Whatever you want. You've mentioned pancakes. Now I've got the biggest of fucking hankering for pancakes. You're I haven't had after this. I haven't had them in so fucking long. <laughs> we can. You think I hop a little? I wish little the. Down I here? wish the Western Pancake House was still <laughs> oh, open. Oh fuck yeah. The urn. For fuck the love yeah. of God. The fucking waffles are goddamn big. I'd trade, I would trade. I would trade the Walmart and the sheets and everything there. There just was a. There's a, a photo of me. Someone probably has it from like ninety nine, two thousand. Where I'm uh, feigning fellatio on the uh, on the big cowboy that used to sit there. Who says he doesn't have class? That's yeah. what I say. I yeah. say yeah. I say he doesn't have class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how dare you? <laughs> I think everybody. I'm sure there was a line of guys that would come yeah. from frat parties. Okay, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, <you're> gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's like the holding up the Eiffel Tower. My turn to I fuck mean, the, the Earth Tower boy. <laughs> I bet I bet it was a big turn on for women to walk by and be like, man, I bet that guy could fuck. <laughs> he's, he's got a great he's sense a, of humor. He's nine feet tall. Him and the other ten guys behind him wouldn't do the same joke. <laughs> How original. <laughs> but you can't not do it, you know? I know. It's, <laughs> and it's, it is funny. You got to at least walk by him and act like you're jerking him off. Or pat him on his head or something. Or, I mean, you, you, know. you take that cowboy away. How much does the value of the restaurant go down? Oh, oh, 40%. They owe me I was going to say, probably 30. Yeah, yeah. And the fucking patience of those people that had to work there. Dude, it was fucking crazy. Uh, like on rafting season? Around rafters. It was nuts. Just the scum of the earth coming in there at 3 o'clock in the morning to get oi, some breakfast. Oi, where'd my food at? And you had all the fucking rednecks coming in, waiting on the rafters. Truckers and- yeah. People who, for some reason, can't see around them, they see that a restaurant is fucking busy. And it was always old broads that were uh, that were running the floor. There was uh, just a bunch of old ladies yeah, with as the big hair, yeah, yeah, beehives and shit. Their names like, were Flo and because I and guess that's, I guess that's when they gave the old ladies the floor because they knew that those young whippersnappers just couldn't handle it. Well, you yeah, that's, you, that's the show right there. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday and Saturday night at the urn, it was it was the this Super is the big Bowl. time. <laughs> Show, <laughs> but have you ever worked? At, okay, <laughs> the manager the calls calls uh, Betsy, Betsy into his office and and he tells her she's suspended because she couldn't keep up and she lays her badge and gun down on the table. <laughs> they actually give him a gun to deal yeah. with to deal with. You're working at the urn. <laughs> um, you've worked in the restaurant industry, so you've worked. I was going to say this. I'm going to say, have you guys ever? But you already know this. Well, hold on. You I just meant. You spent an three hour. Shifts. You, three shifts. Three shifts at the uh, Ponderosa in Somersville, sir. So uh, please include me in this. That's a buffet place, sir. They also order. People also order. Oh, okay. So go fuck yourself, you elitist <laughs> faggot. I'm just saying you don't understand. Look at me. I have so much restaurant experience. Well, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> you should be. Um no, Jesus. You know, we all know that waitress, that one waitress who had been there forever. Carol. And is just fucking knocking it out. You know, she's just, she can have 10 fucking tables. She never misses a beat. She never loses her temper, any of that stuff. People request her. Yes, that's a true skill to be able to deal with all that shit. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't like people shitting on the restaurant industry. And a good line cook, too. I was a good line cook. Now, I did lose my temper a lot. But but fuck you. (laughs) But 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 it did not affect my job performance ever. Like actually, I got better when I got angrier. Oh, so you are the Incredible Hulk <laughs> of cooking. It's a it's a really it's a really odd and specific skill set. The Edible Hulk. 
<laughs> I'm trying to find a That's food one. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I'm trying to find a food one. The I would say Hulk. the inedible Hulk, but that would mean you were a bad line cook. I'm not trying to disparage your good goddamn name here. No, I wanted to walk up to a fellow cook. Punch me in the face. I mean, we we mean, got dinner rush coming. The incredible you know cook almost works. The incredible cook. That does work. We'll work on it. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to decide on anything right now. Yeah, I know. We're, well, we should probably tell everybody we're working on on a pilot of a line cook. <laughs> here's a, okay. A here's what it is. Line cook. <laughs> now, my 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 finest moment was there was a a manager who had come in from another store, and their story is always the same when you ask for money. You guys aren't good enough to de- deserve a raise, and I finally figured out it's bullshit that they tell people that so they don't have to give you a raise. But we are cranking out food. Like crazy, he started getting on to to some guy who was who was kind of new, but he was he, I mean he knew what he was doing okay, and started getting on to him saying you can't keep up with him putting out the food. I'm putting out the food because he's the the expo. You know, I'm the cook. He's the expo. Expo starts set stuff in the window and you know all that shit. Finishes it. Puts it's the a garbage. very it's a difficult job if you're not prepared for it. Salts the you have, you have to know the basically men- yes. You have to know the menu really well and the presentation and right, and you have to set things where it's going to be readily accessible and obvious what you're putting up. And you have to call the waitresses. You have to deal with the waitresses. They're always bitching. You know, they're always crying. You have to talk them off the fucking ledge. Do you but ever anyway, miss? Do you ever miss the uh, sure the rush miss, of? Uh, yes, I miss it because I was good at it. But that's back to the story. Is that this manager had got into him, so he stepped in there. And I just kind of nudge this guy's like, watch this. And I just start fucking chucking food at him because I'm just like, I, I was taking these on this guy trying to get it, let him get caught up. I was like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. And he is just letting stuff sit there. And I started getting on him. Hey, man, we need to get in the window. I was just like, I was like, you thousand dollar an hour guy or just, I was like, just get out of the way. So he had to step out of the way. And I start expoing and cooking. Like, so you so, fucking, you yes. uh, big time. Yes, uh, I did. The HNIC. I bet I big time, big time. Okay, Donald. I'm sure I've got nobody's better at big timing than me. I'm sure I have a lot of stories like that. But you I, think you're one of the big timers from the uh, the late '90s, early 2000s hip hop from the South? The big time. Well, I mean, everybody was in that group, so probably I think so. You were saying, John, didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, with it's something okay. so stupid. Um, <laughs> I was just saying, I'm sure. I'm sure I have a lot of awesome stories from food and beverage service, especially being a barista for five years. Like. I don't know, like there's like there's just the shit you have to deal with. Like I, I say before, like the the coffee shop was situated between t- the two gr- grimiest like like nudie book stores, like porn mm-hmm. stores, and um, and then like there's the Christian help across the street, and it's like there's just lots of, of characters, right? Um, and they just they just they, you know so they come out like one time this guy came and he got off his meds or something. There'd always be that somebody comes oh, in, yeah. he's gone off their meds or they they got lost or whatever. And he he sets he comes and he moves the fucking chair down to away from the bar and sets it up right at the register and sits at the register and orders. And I was like, okay, whatever. He's he's going to be gone in a minute. Yeah. He orders an espresso and then he orders another one and then he just starts talking and talking to every customer. They go like interrupting me, like talking to customers as I'm trying to wait on them. And just it just kept ramping up and I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I gotta I gotta cut you off. You've had too much. You know, I'm not serving you any more caffeine. Like you're wound up. You're harassing my customers. Like I'm just. Just, you know, please don't put, you know, just scoot over here and don't bother anybody. Right. And he just, like, got really belligerent on me, like, blew up on me and started trying to get violent with me. And then I went and tried to physically remove him, and he just, like, you know, got all, like, like grabbed onto the bar. Yeah. Kinda, like, like no way I could move him. I was like, okay. And I just called the police. 
you know? Yeah. Like, things like, just lots of things like that. And like, there'd be somebody, or somebody would come in with Tourette's and that would always be fun. It'd be like, shit balls, fuck you <laughs> shit cunt, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like this really quiet kind of library <laughs> on the <laughs> Was that shit balls, fuck you shit cunt? That's way better than, uh, what was the Walrus Balls Walrus Complex? Walrus Balls Complex. <laughs> Here at the Walrus Balls Complex, <laughs> we have nine great theaters. <laughs> but no, um, I agree that, that there's, especially, I don't know, especially in America, but people really don't appreciate how tough it is. They just assume that it's easy, and the reason why you don't make very much money is because what you're doing is an easy job that anybody can do. That's not true. Most people can't wait tables. Sure, yeah. And, and definitely not, most people can't be a line cook. So, like, yeah, it's just... Like, just about anybody. And, and the thing is, like, and you think, okay, well, dishwasher. Anybody can wash it. It's true that anybody can wash dishes, <laughs> but not but there's, but not anybody can hold that job down. No. And they're, and shit rolls and they, downhill, and they get and the worst. They get the worst pay. Oh, man. If I had a restaurant, I would, I, I would, you know, a small Inver- restaurant. Inverse the fucking. I would pay the dishwasher <laughs> a lot, and I'd try to, like. Only the dishwasher gets benefits. <laughs> you don't got to. People tip- are aspiring to be the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't worry about tipping them out. I They're got at home it. I got this. I gotta get that dishwasher spot. <laughs> no, um, but um, I always, you know, I, I always try to pay back. I was in food and beverage for like ten years, if you really add it up. And you know, I eat out a lot, and I I always. I always tip more than yeah, we 20%. always. We always try to. Anytime me and John go, we always try to leave at least three percent the tip. So. Prince, yeah, and um, two princes. Yeah, Neil before you. Let's give it up. Let's give it up. And I've heard. I don't actually believe this because I'm not a, an authoritarian psychopath. But <laughs> but most people, most people that have worked in the food industry at some point have said, have said. I think every single person should have to work food and beverage for at least a year, just so like, like it's like it's like. In Israel, you have to join the military. Like right, you, right. You have to earn your stripes and understand it, and then that would that would that would actually improve the restaurant business. Oh, sure, and and people would be a lot more appreciative, and um, there'd be, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I agree with that statement. You know, in theory, of course, we're not, not going to yeah, force exactly. you to work in a restaurant, but. Uh, I, <laughs> The amount of shit you have to take. The worst was Hooters, where it's an open kitchen, and you have every Tom, Dick, and fuckwad walking through the door. Hey, I'm in a titty bar. I just got paid my earnings. (laughs) So they'd come in and, you know... Of course, be overserved because you know the uh, the girls want to make money. I don't blame them, but they're told not to serve more than a pitcher of beer to one person, and they just fly right in the face of that. They don't give a fuck. Make and it rain. Then, indeed, they decided to start serving liquor. I was like, oh. yeah, that's a great idea at the fucking Hooters. <laughs> so, you know, we're expected to cook somewhat bounce. You know what I mean? Like. And walking in there and being a big guy is the worst because they expect you to do shit. I'm like, I'm not drawing a second paycheck for bouncing some dumb fuck out of here. That might break my nose or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to risk it. Are you going to fucking pay for medical bills? Fuck you. So it was just, you know, that that was. And then you had to uh, absorb all their fucking abuse. Uh, Like one guy had to go home because his daughter got hurt. And we started getting behind at Hooters, and some 
piece of shit redneck is sitting at the fucking bar like, what, one monkey goes home and the whole thing collapses? <laughs> Started laughing. I, I deliberately took his check and put it all the way at the end. It's like, yeah, that fucker's waiting. <laughs> he waited an hour and a half on fucking chicken wings. <laughs> Something that should have taken 11 minutes. <laughs> and then the whole thing with uh, Super Bowl where we're literally have, are cooking so many fucking chicken wings that it is cooling the fryer down where it won't cook them anymore. Jesus. Yes. You're going through that many chicken wings. You have to filter the fryer. That's a lot. Every hour. That fryer's got a lot of fucking heating element power. Yeah, and they're this big. It's the big ones. The big gas-powered ones. Wow. That's a Damn. lot of chicken wings. Damn. 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 And, and then people are told, all right, here's what you do. You call, you, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, you call, this is when you come in and get your chicken wings. And, you know, you have to be here by this time, and this is your window. If you're not there by that time, we go to the next person. And they would not come in and accept that they had a time, that they had a, a time window. Oh. I'm here to pick. I thought I'd come in early. We try to explain to them. You can't do that. Oh, we got this person. Sassy on. <laughs> this person is here picking their fucking he, chicken wings. He did up. the mom clap. <laughs> the mom, the syllable clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, oh. And of course, the managers won't stand up to him. So we have to fuck up everybody else in the fucking suit. And it just destroys the whole thing. The whole right. thing collapses. Yeah, everything. So, and then the managers come back, what happened? And, and they actually said that. And I turned around and said, you serve fucking fuck people's chicken wings out of order. That's what the fuck happened. <laughs> and <laughs> he walked oh, and away just, and didn't say anything else. And like, just like, like being in a in a job where, especially when you're relatively new at it, mm-hmm. but you're you're good, you're competent, like you're really good at at waiting tables or whatever. But you just get in the you start getting into the weeds a whole oh lot. That that anxiety, <sighs> like that that's the stuff that nightmares are made. It's of. Like, terrible. Like isn't I, st- it? I still have nightmares that I'm wa- that I'm waiting tables or, or baristing somewhere and I'm in the weeds and this person's order still hasn't come out yeah. and this person's ticket never even made it to the kitchen. Etc. 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 You know what I mean? Like that. It used to bug me. It used to cause nightmares for me. And I just reached a point about um, maybe two or three years into working at the coffee shop, where I used to care so much about everything and try to try to be, you know, do everything right. Mm-hmm. And other, while other people slacked, and that would just constantly stress me out and make me resentful. Sure. And I just turned this leaf, man, where I just said, you know what? I'm just going to start doing what they do. I'm going to start doing as little as I can fucking get away with. Right. And I started doing that, and I swear, like, I had a transformation. Like, for the first time in my life, I was not depressed. Hmm. Like, I actually got happy, and I just started feeling, I started feeling like real joy, huh. just by being fucking selfish. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that, but. I'm telling you, man, if, if you, if you get to a bad enough place with it, and you flip, if you can flip that switch, I'm not sure how I did it. And just stop caring. It's like it's like office space. <laughs> when he wakes up, he gets hypnotized. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. And I just stopped. And that, so, so the last two years, I did as little as I could possibly do. I would fucking drink beer on the clock. I would Neat. steal beer. Um, I didn't give a fuck. I would. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just the the universe just rewarded me for it. <laughs> the the less good of a person I was, the more benefits I got from it. <laughs> and we've We're learned another life things. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, now I try to kind of like. Walk the line with that, you know. I, obviously, I don't want to utilize this power I have to be a total prick and benefit from it for the rest of my life. Right. But you know, I do have a conscience. But at the same time, I like not wanting to kill myself. I like having being you know not depressed. So what we're saying, there's a balance. There's there's a balance. And in all things, there needs to be balance. Was that from? No, not in a catapult. 
Well, that's true. You want it to be mis- You want it that's to be imbalanced. The karate kid. Karate kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some esoteric fucking. Uh, no, no, it's free, it's, Eastern it's, nonsense. It's freaking. Um, Boy, some of that Thanos Eastern stuff. Some of that Eastern balanced, stuff is bullshit, isn't it? Balanced. What is it? Some of that East, Eastern shit is bullshit, isn't it? I'd say. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, especially that. It's not that, logic. Well, no, and I'm not saying that martial arts are not or don't have deeper underpinnings. They do, but I'm saying that the, you know. It, 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 it's actually embarrassing to me that I believed that they had more mysticism involved with it for, for you know, until fairly recently. <laughs> I don't know, Chuck, about that, because I was, I was watching a YouTube video, and it made me think of this discussion, because we talked about this before, yeah, yeah. the mysticism thing with, with martial artists. But the truth is, we don't really know. There may have been some knowledge that... When, when they developed weapons and armor and guns and stuff that was just lost through history for whatever reason, it was a very elite skill. And maybe there was like a touch of death type. Maybe there is something to that. But maybe. But all I'm saying is I'm admitting that we don't know for sure. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, to, to say that we don't know everything, of course, is that's true knowledge. There could be some, some like, you know, like. Pressure point deadly shit that, you know. Or like just dudes that, that could like, could like float. Or basically, I don't not not float, but do things that are not humanly possible. You mean like Chris Angel or David Blaine? Mind freak. I just mean Chris like, Angel. you know, I just mean like that. I'm sure that there are skills when we lived in a time when there was no technology or industrialization, and our whole life was based on living with our hands. That there, would have been deep in the past. Th- there were, th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thousands yeah. of years ago. Sure. There may be there may be a f- skills and energy ways we could harness energy from the electrical field or from nature or something that we're not. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the pyramids. Anything for is possible. Sake. Okay. Look but at the pyramids, yes. or look. You know, I'm just saying in that light. Right. Just thinking of it. I don't know for sure that those things are mess. I just know that they're de- that they're dead. They well, don't happen to. Well, uh, and and I get that and understand. But what I am saying is that the, <laughs> especially with the people who. And I was one of them who believed that blood sport was real. Who believed? <laughs> who believed that there are? Do you really? Did you really believe it, or did you just hope so much? Well, I mean, I thought that there. I, I thought that there. Frank Dukes was a real badass guy. You know, I think isn't he a, a decently accomplished kickboxer or something? No, really, he isn't. I know we to talked a little knowledge, bit about that, but time. I mean, he that whole. I think it's Pink Man or whatever. He he does this whole thing where he's he had this whole series of martial arts frauds. That's where I got into it. Uh, by the way, what's going on with uh, with uh, Zelenoff? What's going on with Charlie Zelenoff nowadays? Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> seen anything lately. But anyway, that's what took me down that path. So he got arrested. Yeah, I heard recently. about that. Yeah, he punched that fucking pizza boy, that old man pizza boy. Hmm. Yeah, motherfucker. I mean, he's just ah, oh, God. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it doesn't really say anything in his Wikipedia about him being like an actual guy. He's a fraud. He's, He's a, a martial artist, fight choreographer, and author. And it says, he, Dukes states a ninjutsu expert named Senzo Tanaka trained him as a ninja when he was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And that pink man thing goes into that whole timeline. And there are so many contradictions. Like, <laughs> Like he would have had to been an Navy SEAL when he was like seventeen or some yeah. shit. But you know, it's just I'm just gonna. I think I might start a ninjutsu school and just lie and just, just say I'm a black belt and lie and just make up shit. You know, the sad part about it is I could you could that. probably get away with it. You know a lot of martial arts and stuff, so you could actually make a lot of the stuff believable. There was you know, a, so 
There was a documentary a few years ago, and I forget what it's called, but it was uh, about a. He was just an Indian guy, and he saw these people like getting into yoga. They and made a movie about gurus it. and stuff. Yeah. Well, he made a documentary about it, and mm-hmm. it started off as one thing, and ended up being him starting his own. Uh, he actually started to believe. Yoga. No, no, no. He started his own yoga thing and uh, started talking in the mystic bullshit. And he was purposely making it nonsense. And um, he gained followers and people loved him. And he, at the end of the, and he felt something with them too. It wasn't like he felt like he was an actual powerful person or anything, but he did feel something back and forth because he created a community. Right. He had himself a little family. That's what it was. But he finally had to come out and tell them that it was all bullshit and they didn't care. It was weird. It was real, and they they are making like a feature, uh, actual movie about it. Well, it's like the you know I, not to I don't want to go down this path because I'm just sick of talking about it. It's like the thing with Donald Trump. They could be shown evidence that he's a complete moron piece of shit. They have been shown all this, and they just don't care. Well, here's the thing. So it's you know people always harp on about how stupid Donald Trump is, and he is stupid. Mm-hmm. He is a dumb person. Have you seen his butt though? It's a f- oh, absolute donk. But the thing is, <laughs> almost everyone on the face of the earth is stupider than him. Yeah. Almost everyone is so stupid. Yeah, he doesn't have a low IQ. Yeah. I mean, hes I think he's stupid. But ev- almost everyone is just so stupid. Unbelievably stupid. And make him, they make him seem like Even a Even people scholar. at this table? I wouldn't say us. I mean, I was getting ready to say, I know, but... Almost everyone is stupid. Well, there's a lot of stupid people out there. Yes, I would say, actually, that the majority of the population is stupid. Yeah. No, they could be a fucking engineer, but they could still be stupid. You know? Well, I'm, and and, and let, let me clarify. Stupid is not... It's so hard to quantify. There's different kinds of intelligence. Right. It's impossible to quantify. Well, I mean, you can be... You know, a genius that's one thing and be completely yeah. clueless at another. I mean, my, you know, it's my just, friend Cody is... Um, he's... He can't read. He's like in his mid twenties or something now. He can't read, like literally. He cannot read. He that's like, terrible. He, he can do little things. Like he can say, he can say, "Hey, um, hey, good, call period me period." That would be the most complex sentence that he could do. That's awful. Yeah, and um, you went to Golly Bridge. My uncle couldn't read, and um, he had a big learning disability. That's, but, that's but, really bad. But he can fix weed eaters, and he can he can make things. He can do these like. He's very creative and he's like very insightful and he's got, you know what I mean? But he's like the most cricker kind of redneck kind of, you know what I mean? So he's a mechanical guy. He, he can figure out mechanical things. I mean, he not in, not in a technical formal way, but he can make things work. He just that can I figure shit out. Yeah, in ways that I, that surpass my abilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm like, am kind of mechanically like I can think that way. Yeah. I'm spatially intelligent, right? But um. Yeah, but the dude, I mean, if you talk to him, I mean, he's Forrest Gump level dumb. Like IQ, t- IQ, he can't take the IQ test. He's not smart enough to take the test. That's he. He can't get his license because he can't read to take the to take the test. See, and I, and I feel bad that people fall through the cracks in a system like that. You know what I mean? I, I know I shouldn't uh, being a you know elitist. No cuck. May I continue? <laughs> <laughs> Being a newly uh, crowned a or, 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 newly, or newly founded uh, liber- libertarian who believes that, you know, basically. Libertarian adjacent. Yeah. That, you know, that's just the way it is. But 
I, I still believe a system has failed them to some degree. You know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it fails everybody to some degree. I mean, we are, our teachers, I liked a lot of them, but they weren't great. I mean, they, I mean, they, they had a thing that they had to go by. Well, I, teaching is like anything else. It's a hustle. I yeah, mean, I People think, are just trying to get in and get a paycheck. I honestly think, I mean, I was... The, the quality of education, you know, that I was getting compared to what I was capable of learning was, was like abuse. Like I was being bludgeoned to death with stupidity through most of my, through high school and middle school. It was like, I mean, maybe not middle school. Middle school, I was kind of keep, you know, wasn't, but once I got into high school, man, it was like, it was really not helpful. It was like, I was, it was like, it just felt like torture. Well, but that showed out too, because, you know, Whenever I can't, I could. If I hear, heard this phrase anymore, it, it would make my ears bleed. If it wasn't for your mom, I wouldn't have made it through college. Talking about my mom mm-hmm. and how the level she prepared you to deal with chemistry and science, biology, and all that shit. Light years above what anybody else would have taught them because my mom gave a fuck. She gave too much of a fuck because it consumed her life in a but lot that, of ways. But your mom is not a representative. It is not. That, 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 that was what I was even trying in her, to say. Even yeah. her classes were hindered because you're there, there, you're there with a bunch of idiots. You know what didn't I mean? want to learn. Like I could have learned three times as fast. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying I was held back by school. It didn't advance my, it didn't advance my education. I think that it actually inhibited it. So that's one of the reasons you're, behind, you're, uh, you're against formal schooling like altogether. I'm not against formal schooling altogether. State sponsored. That's what I meant. Yeah. How how is? I don't understand why why that's formal or why that's. I don't know. Maybe I'm not getting the right word. I'm just saying that. I mean, I mean, I, I would have still. I mean, if, you, if that system wasn't there, I would have gone to a better school that was more suited to my needs and my taste. Okay, so just because it was. Well, this okay, let's not, let's just, let's not just, functioning. Let's just let's just play hypothetical here. Let's just say that all public schooling funds uh, throughout the country just poof gone. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got to go to school tomorrow. There are no schools to go to because those are now closed. Maybe the infrastructure is still there, but it's owned by the state. And there's we we've just abolished public schools. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? What do you, do you think that maybe someone would? Um, someone with some money would come in and or pull or people would pull the resources buy that school buy the building and then hire all the teachers back that worked at the public school who were good and fire the ones that sucked that should have been fired but you and can't then, get fired and then give them free reign on how they want to teach and what they want to teach and then and then and then start um, to come up with a way to pay for it either st- either do like a sliding scale payment where people like my dad who made plenty of money pay the full amount. Or people that have no money, we can you know we can get them in and pay you know pay what you can kind of thing, and sort of just a, a, a learning co-op, which is what the New River Gorge has. I mean, Fayetteville has this for kids. Mm. The NRGC New River Gorge Learning Co-op, which is just a like a Montessori school, and it's just um, basically a school that runs kind of like. It might run like a state-run school, but it might be something totally different. But the point is, is that you have autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. You can, you can, you're paying them. You decide what kind of education you want, and and when you when, when there's a demand for education, the market responds by supplying education from pe- people like your mother, other people who are 
who like you 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 don't have you didn't go you don't have a master's in education but you'd be better at teaching literature than any of the teachers we uh, probably had well, growing up probably history or whatever yeah, yeah. You, you put the point is imagine how how many more options there would be for educators and how much better their pay would be and how more how many how much more options you'd have if you went into that field for people that want to be teachers but won't do it because you don't make dick imagine how many more people would become teachers imagine how much more competition there would be between the person that bought GBHS and the person that opened up a little school at the church and the, for Christian kids and another person down here opened up a school for black kids that, that teaches them empowers them to you know do things that are good for black people instead of the state-run thing that doesn't help. Well, black I mean, people. you're preaching the choir. I, I quite agree with you. I'm just so saying that. I just want to. I just want to make my position clear mm-hmm. because I see. You're like, not against schooling. You're against the cookie cutter lowest common. I don't. Thing that yeah, I don't believe in coercive schooling. And in an ideal world, which you know, the state's never going to go away. But in an ideal world, I I don't want the state involved in education whatsoever. Well, I don't believe any kid should be forced to go to school, and they shouldn't force their parents to go by imprisoning them. That's fucking stupid. If your kid doesn't see the value in education, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's all I can really say. If you're not going to impress upon your child, I, I tell Annie, and I don't and I don't express it to her in the conventional way. You need this so you can go to college. It's like, what do you like to do? What do you like to do with your time? She's like, what I want to do. I was like, okay, what is the most valuable resource then? And now, uh, and now she, every time I ask that question, she has it. She says, time, dad. I was like, right. If you pay your time right now and you work, you go to school you do, and, and you apply yourself, then later on and sooner rather than later, you will be able to do whatever you want with your time. So that's what she does. And she has taken that to heart. She goes to school. She works out. She has a job. She does all these things because she knows not everybody's going to do that with their kid. Some people shouldn't be parents. So their kid's going to be a washout like they are. I like how you point at me whenever you... No, it's a wave. (laughs) Some people shouldn't have kids. He has a light over... What the fuck? (laughs) Spotlight. (laughs) And you're probably right. Probably shouldn't be a parent. But what about your your seven crazy kids? Those those darlings? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Love them to the moon and back. Oh, I love them so much, but you know, I'm terrible at parenting them. <laughs> God awful. Horrible. <laughs> but we have fun. We have fun. No, and, you know, and her mother also <laughs> tells her, you know, it backs me up when I say that. It's like, you know, she, and she took it to heart. So, but no matter what you do, you know, it's no, no coincidence that generations follow what other generations do. If you're a piece of shit, then chances are your kid's going to be a piece of shit. You know? I mean, that's just genetics. I mean, I don't know if I'm being too harsh. No, it's genetics and conditioning. Yeah. I mean, I've known lots of people that were pieces of shit when we were younger that are pretty good now. But I also know a lot of people that had pieces of shit parents that turned out to be great. Yeah. That's true. But I'm saying the law of average. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people that uh, had pieces, were, had parents were good. And they turned out a piece of shit. shit. Yeah. And they, yeah they should just be killed. Yeah. We should kill them. Yeah. What, when they had good parents and they turned out to be pieces of shit? Yeah. We like, should go back in time and that, kill them. That's actually, that's just, if we just did that, there's no death penalty for anybody except those people. And we just kill them. And that's like, you know, a really simple version of, um, what is it, eugenics or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Nugenics. But uh, once again, that's I don't, a supplement, I, I'm sir. not really going to do that because I'm not an authoritarian psychopath. I just, um, you know, 
you try to explain and, and, and you know education, people in this country especially do not value it. They do not value it. As a matter of fact, they look at it with, with suspicion. Well, oh, you know stuff. Well, I mean, when you there I must know, be something when, wrong with when you. you look at how fucked up the public education system is, and if that's the metric, I'm kind of skeptical of it too. Uh, you know what I mean? If that's the measure of being educated, dead is going to public school and then going to like a uh, a university like WVU and getting some cookie cutter job, you know, an average ninety to hundred whatever IQ person going and doing that and making it through, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not so sure that that I consider that person educated. Well, no, I'm talking about when you do, when you display any intelligence or acumen with anything. Like if you if you do. Oh, I know. Okay, you're, you you know, know what I mean. You know yeah. how you get it. You probably get it all the time. Like if you like actively show on social media that you're learning new things and uh, people, like people just kind of nobody shits on me because I don't really I don't really learn things. But uh, you you <laughs> get in arguments and you get in some discussions and shit about certain things. Mm-hmm. Like the you had that one about. Uh, if human beings are are part of nature or apart from nature, right, right, and there's that was a good little discussion that I read. I didn't really have anything to add, but nobody really shit shit on you in that one. So that was probably a bad example. Bad example. Well, when you attack something that they hold dear, like yeah. patriotism or religion, or you know their or their control over giving a woman the right to choose what she wants to do with her body or something like that, I'm not virtue signaling. I'm just saying that you know that is. They they want to be able to tell other people what to do. That is the whole, and then they rub. claim to be libertarians. Well, that's the whole rub of anything. I want to tell you how to worship. You know, they're, they're trying to mandate. They're trying to state mandate fucking patriotism, where you have to stand and all that shit. Fuck that! I shouldn't have to stand and salute the fucking flag, or you know, not that I'm not going to. I, I know this is weird to come out of me, but I'm fairly patriotic. I like my country. I like what my country represents when it comes to potential, not what it is. What it is is pretty fucking depressing at this point. But you know, I just. <laughs> I, I I don't want to be told that I have to do that because then it's not me sacrificing or anything or, or stepping it up. It no longer means exactly. Anything. It means nothing. If it's mandatory, then it's not real. You know, and, th- and they're ironically going to take away what they find their country to be unique with by doing that. Well, I, I stood up. Well, because you had to. You didn't have a fucking choice. How does that make you a hero now? How are you a hero? That that's what you want to fucking be. The country you know? I want to live in. If I don't stand for it, the people in the country are looking at Oh, okay. Hey, man, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, who cares? Whatever. Don't yeah. stand. That's the country I want to live in. I mean, we were... I was. I got in a discussion with somebody, and I was saying that, you know, and I actually got into a good discussion today with, with a guy who... And he didn't attack me. He just... He thought... I don't know what he thought, thought I was doing with I shared your post. Mm-hmm. And that I was just, dark, huh? Yeah, it really is, but that's what they're doing. I mean, that's what they've done to Latin America, and that was my point. If you look at, read any kind of biography about Fidel Castro or Che Guevara or any of them. Now, granted, Castro turned out not to be the kind of person that you want to hold up as an example, but at first, he was just a an idealistic young man who wanted to make a better life for his people and his part of the world, you know, just like Che Guevara. Che Guevara was that way, too. He's an Argentinian who was raised by a doctor, and they were an educated family. Who decided he wanted to genocide gays. I didn't know he did that. <laughs> but I'm just saying that... I'm saying that he... Now you like him more. <laughs> I didn't actually know he didn't know he did that. It was something like that, yeah. I don't know. I think that was part of the agenda. 
He didn't. He was not was not homo friendly. I didn't know that. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's that's a Latin American thing too. They're, that really is. They're, they're, they have a, a strong distaste for homosexuals, which is ironic because maybe add some salt. Ironic though, because you know uh, they have so many. Uh, they have a duplicitous way of looking at it. If you're pitching, you're not gay. If you're catching, you're gay. Yeah. No. If you're engaging in that. You are gay. So, okay, let's go. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? If you're being blown by a dude, is that gay? In the Latin no, America? No. If you're, you're, blowing, not, if, if you're blowing, you're gay. Okay. If you're engaging in... If you're blowing, you're if gay. You're, Come at me like that, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, let's put it this way. There's an old story. Cesar Romero was gay, the guy who played uh, the Joker. Yeah. And he had a thing his whole life for Desi Arnaz. Desi and who Arnaz. wouldn't? Well, I mean, he was a handsome guy. A handsome guy. So he he hounded him his entire life that he wanted. Well, to have my sex name with him. is Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the story was that Desi Arnaz just got tired of doing it, so he fucked Caesar Romero just to get just to shut him up in the shitter. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, but it's just you know, and he did not consider himself homosexual for that. So, and that's a punishment in uh, for Latin America for you know Latino gangs. Is to they rape fuck someone? Him, they fuck them in. No, that's that's fighting me in to join. Jump a punishment in. is to they run a train on. Yes. Oh, I want to join a Latino. That's an American. That's an American somehow. me. That's American in American me. They they control the prisons. So there was a uh, uh, a mafia figure they were dealing with, and his son was in there, and he fuck and the mafia guy fucked them over. So they took his son and raped him, and then slit his throat. Mm. Just to prove that they are the ones in control of this. That's a lot. It is a brutal movie, man. American Me does not get its due for being a a remarkable organ, a, organized crime movie. That's a movie movie, not a... Yes, uh, Edward James Almost is in it. Oh, Edward James Almost? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, he's, he's really good, man. I watched Stand and Deliver the other day. I, I forgot how good of a movie that actually was. It's fucking great. I know the 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 comedic thing where Cartman is acting like him. That's really funny. <laughs> what will they do with these kids? How do I get through these kids? But it is a, a very, very good movie. But anyway, um, the original point, which I've lost, I think. Tremendous. I love it. <laughs> Is uh, uh it's, it's it's not gay to pitch, but it's gay to catch. Well, no, it's we were talking about the. I don't even know how we got on that. Um, we were talking about how Latin Americans. Um, oh, I brought up Che Guevara, and then you know, yeah, we were talking about how Latin Americans aren't as friendly to the gays, and then you said that's weird because they, it seems to happen more in their culture. Oh, okay, that was there. That that was kind of the point that they, they they but they have a remarkable double standard about it. You know, it's it's like you know in some communities their homosexuality is more prevalent, but they're ironically the ones only the who, bo- who, only the sub is gay. Yes, so I don't know, man. Um, but you know, I was saying that uh, the the conversation we were having is that you know stealing Latin America's wealth, including Venezuela, who should be a Fabulously wealthy fucking country More wealthy than us What happened there Chucky? Well that's what I'm saying That policy of let's take their shit And let's topple any kind of stable government So we can keep intervening And taking all their shit That's what they're doing And somebody had stepped up And he didn't disagree But he was trying to say That he thought I was attacking America maybe And I wasn't And when I replied to him He said oh he wasn't I was just But it was a nice conversation Yeah it was uh, Well what's going on there 
I believe in the Venezuela, their president guy mm-hmm. um, gave like a speech or whatever into a YouTube thing. Yeah. About what is getting ready to happen. We're getting ready to go to war with Venezuela is what we're doing. Well, we're, it's not going to be a real war. We're sponsoring, a, war. we're sponsoring a coup. That is going to be the equivalent of the Mulkies versus the Road Warriors. <laughs> it is going to be a fucking squash match. <laughs> but yeah, we're well, aren't we arm, arming the... Uh, the people to coup against these, this guy or something? Yeah, because he's non, non-cooperative and wants to keep their wealth in-house. How dare he? You know, they're just... And and Donald Trump, he's so for this, and you cannot have a conversation with anybody. I got an uh, argument with somebody on Facebook the other day, and he was advocating genocide. I mean... I think I saw that. It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. I have to defend a post about how. I just want to, you know, I just want to say that I'm anti genocide. That is so brave. Hashtag brave. That and is I, so brave. I actually brought this up to someone in a conversation. Are you on the Atlanta Braves? Because that it, is very brave. And uh, they, they gave me a lot of shit. It was really, it's, it's hard to. <laughs> it's just like whenever I came out as anti murder. Yes, exactly like that. And of course, we get a lot of flack for being the world's. Foremost anti-pedophilia podcast. Yeah. That's a rough one sometimes on social media. Yeah. Because everybody is so pro-pedophilia. <laughs> it sounds so terrible. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where were we? No, I was just saying that, you know, that conversation. And I, I love my country. I, I just feel like. And I made the point at the end, and he, he thought it was a good idea, too. I think that we need to do, as I've said before, what the Maori do, what the New Zealand New Zealand has done with the Maori and some other cultures have indigenous people do. Embrace them as part of the mainstream culture. They are now part of you, and it's something to be proud of. The Venezuelans? <laughs> no. I don't know. Was it Brazil's president who just recently said that they're just going to start massacring indigenous and Ameri- uh, indigenous yeah. peoples? And I'm sure the Trump administration is all right with that fucking shit. Yeah, they're uh, they're all they, whoever it is that got elected there somehow is is they warned about him pretty, too. He's fucking fascist. he's fucking dangerous, and he's a piece of shit. I mean, these people it does true come in cycles, like it. Adolf Hitler, it's no coincidence that he had at least two or three other fucking demagogues with him. They used you to know? hang out. Yeah, him, Mussolini and him. It was Before him, they Mussolini. Were even, there was one in France, too. I can't remember his name. Franco, I think his name might have been. And, Franco um, Harris. Fine running back. Um, <laughs> Harry Villa. <laughs> he really was. Yeah. Just a real squatch. Uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania fucking Coalfields, that kid was from. <laughs> anyway, um, and... You know, we need uh, New Zealand. You have white men doing hakas, learning the Maori language, all this stuff. That'd be slightly more difficult here. But the first things first in in that monument to colonialism, fucking Washington, D.C. How about a couple statues of non-white people who have contributions to the United States? Can we do that, please? And I'm not saying that in a virtue signaling or shitty type of way. I'm saying it in a way that if, if we're going to all progress as a nation, we need to have a new identity. This whole fucking thing about us being a colonizing power and we ground this fucking people underneath our heel has got to fucking go away. That's not going to work anymore. That's what the people who like Donald Trump are fighting for. For. They think that should be our identity and it should remain that way. That's bullshit. We need to create a new identity where we're all inclusive and we accept what happened warts and all and we go fucking forward. That's the only way it's going to work. And how do we do that? 
Start including people in your history. Start including people in your monuments, on your money, all these very subtle things that will start to add up and pay dividends. You know, if you feel more included in a situation, in, in a system, you won't be so likely to rebel against said system. I mean, you know, I, I, I said the first thing we should do is a, a fucking giant Tecumseh statue or monument to him somewhere in fucking DC. He is the, he is the ideal embodiment. Of what Native Americans should feel to be part of the United Yes, this was a terrible thing that happened to us. But we're now accepted and we're all moving together together. You know, we we've it's like a family that we we have gone through a horrible thing. We're gonna you know, we're gonna bury this and we're gonna and we're gonna work together and love each other. Leave the handle sticking out. (laughs) In case you ever need that hatchet again. Well, I just don't throw away a good hatchet. (laughs) I mean you could also reuse the handle if you can Uh, there's we have options is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, isn't Venezuela the country that's gone to shit anyway? I, I believe that they've had you know Venezuela, considerable problems. Venezuela had um, had all that oil and they had somewhat of a market economy and they're doing fine. And then they elected a, a hardcore socialist and got exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And the socialism caused a lot of people to die from starvation and stuff like that because um, that's what happens. Yeah. Even though they have all this wealth, they still weren't able to use it to help the people because socialism is so inherently inefficient. Because it uh, it still goes top down, really. I mean, what about social democracy? Would they would that have been better? Social uh, social uh, d- democratic socialism. To me, that's just that's just a, a you know, it's still socialism. It's just it just you know you could have you could have democrat. Let's put it this way: you could have democratic socialism that is at the level that Venezuela was at. Mm-hmm. And still have that problem. You could also have a version of democratic socialism that is more like the Swedes. Sure. Where it's That's what I meant. It's still kind of working because they have a market economy to pay for it. Venezuela went so far into the economic side of socialism, trying to control too much, that it caused their economy economic to, to topple because yeah. it doesn't work. You have to have freedom in there to make the to make to create efficiency so people have incentive to do things. And to build wealth, you you can't build wealth with um, with socialism, right? You can you can have a capitalism blended with socialism to create enough wealth so you can run your socialist system, which is what I think most democratic socialists want. Mm-hmm. But the word democratic socialism itself could mean something that's a disaster. Or it could mean something that sort of works, right? Like what we have now mm. is democratic socialism. Oh yeah, I mean we have it's herds a, and you know democratic republic, corporatist. You know, <laughs> somewhat of an oligarchy. It, res- it resembles it resembles <laughs> that. That's what most people think it is. What it actually is is just a yeah, just an ex- just a crazy. Can you have me my protein drink, man? I'm sorry, I, le- I think I left it over there. Just, well, well, we, sorry, well, I was listening. I was. What we actually have is a. It's just an, you know, an oligarchy mm-hmm. that we don't even really know who's in control of. We have a, but it a looks like secret oligarchy. But it looks like we have a democratic republic, um, socialist, partially socialist right. system. And we don't at all. Yeah, nor do we have a free market economy at all. Yeah, it's uh, what they call a crony capitalism. Is that what they call it? Yeah, there's nothing free about our market. I mean, there's, there's everything's bought. And the only thing, the only place you'll find a free market in this country is maybe at like a little the Belva Mall. Yeah, yeah, or a little flea market or a, a yard sale. 
farmers markets sometimes. Those are the only places where free markets occur around here. It's a throwback to the old Belva Mall. Drug, drug dealing, drug somewhat. Dealing, yeah, that's still not a free market though because it's inhibited by the laws. Yeah, that's bullshit. Or actually bolstered by the laws. Laws, if from an economics perspective, drug laws are put in place to protect the drug cartels. Well, and they're also <laughs> they also create enormous profits because if you create if you have a demand that's what i'm saying yeah and, then you're, you, protecting, and you're limiting the supply yeah. you can charge whatever the fuck you want you're just making their 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 profit margin that much bigger right you can't beat that into into right wing people's heads that they that if you legalize all drugs it takes away all their power it takes away the power of all the evil people exactly now there's going to be some hiccups well, of course there's going to be. be some- there's going to be overdoses. There's going to be. That shit is going to happen. And you cannot get past that and, and tell people that omelet, eggs, I mean, you know, it's just. It, it happens anyway. Yeah. Might as well, once the person survives, might as well not throw them in prison, you know? Right. So. Anyway, you guys want to do favorite things? Sure. Fucking right on. Fucking right on. Where the fuck is it? There it is. Oh, fucking ad right before it. Tremendous. Neat. Fucking great. Awesome. Awesome. There we go. Rainbow awesome to the max. Whiskers totally radical, dude. Like copper kettles and woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite, favorite things. Episode 196. Taters, get us started. Okay, I started uh, a man who convinced me to watch uh, Outlander. And I got to be honest, at first, it looked like something that I would have no interest in. Not no interest because it's uh, large. Like dog shit. It is. Surprisingly, it's very interesting. So good. It's really good. Because it is a romance. And it does have, it does smack of a Harlequin romance novel, but it's not. Like it, I can handle things that have romantic elements as long as that's not. It can be a backdrop to a story too. You just have to have a light touch with it. I mean, you almost I mean? almost over every story has romance. Sure, in it. but it's not the the driving force. Right. So this does happen to be the driving force, but they have interwoven it so beautifully with the history and the characters. The characters have, as we all know, the best thing with characters: moral ambiguity. Um, you know, I was gonna say tits. I like tits. It's got that too. Tits in a character. But here's what happens: a woman and her husband, who were in World War II, uh, she was a combat nurse, and he was an officer of some kind. They were separated, of course, by the war. And they're going on a second honeymoon to try to, you know, rediscover who they've been after being apart basically for five years. Sounds like fun. So they go to the Highlands of Scotland, which is. You know, a very beautiful, rugged place, and it's a, 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 a popular vacation destination for British people. They're both British. So. Good place to bang. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of time to be inside because even summers are cold. But. Um, the weather outside <laughs> is frightful. <laughs> um, and they go to this little town. And there's this stones, like, you know, pagan stones, of course. And they go and witness this uh, pagan ritual, which was beautiful. The The housekeeper they're staying at, the it's a hostel that's run, not run by, but it's hosted by like a priest. And you're allowed to stay there. And the and the the guy is tracing family that they had. He his 
he had an ancestor that was a British officer that was stationed there during the troublesome times they had with Scotland during wars of, for independence and stuff like that. So they go and witness this ceremony, which was amazing. It was shot so well. It was really nice. And she was leading them. And then she goes and sees a stone and touches it, and she gets sucked back into 1743. Oh, uh, well, so there's some mystical shit. Yeah, she gets sucked back into 1743, doesn't know what's going on. She She really loves her husband, and they have a nice... A really loving relationship You know They never paint him It's not heavy handed That he he's going to deserve What happens But it happens Like she meets this young Attractive Scotsman And you know What I like best about it Is that They don't have them Speaking English A lot of the time Scots do At that point Did not speak English They spoke English When they had to They would rather speak Their own language Amongst, amongst each other Which is Scottish Gaelic Which is Different than Irish Gaelic and, um, you know, it has some similar words, but, it, you know, and she falls in love with the guy and she's trying to get back. And she finally, at the end of the season, I think is going to get back. But then his ancestor turns out to be this complete fucking horrible monster of a fucking human being and looks exactly like him, of course. Ugh. So I'm sitting there thinking, this is so unfair. She is going to take that with her when she goes back and not be able to love her husband because he looks exactly like this guy. You know what I mean? And the guy playing the evil guy was in, he was in uh, Game of Thrones. He played Edmore Tully, which was uh, yeah. Cato and Tully's brother who couldn't hit the boat with the with yeah, the arrow. Yeah. That's him. And uh, he's a really good actor, too. Um, so it's just, man, it's good. I, it, the music is beautiful. Like Bear McGrill, or I think Bear McCreary. McCreary did the. I can play the opening theme, which is he's, really uh, nice. He, he did uh, Walking Dead stuff. Yeah, he's really good, and he it's a of course a Walking Dead. It's a Irish woman. Um, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. <laughs> Whenever someone's like really excited about the Walking Dead or something like that, I always mock them with a little thing: the Pocket Dead. <laughs> <sighs> Outlander. I like the Walking Dead. It's not really good anymore, but. I would, hasn't been good since like season okay. four. Yeah, four or five, somewhere in there. Here is the Skyboat song. Sing me a song of a lass that is gone. Say, could that lass be I? Mary of souls, she sailed on a day over the sea. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Every time I, I listen to the theme song, every time it comes on, because I just love it. So you don't skip intro. No. You savage. I like stuff like this. I'm a big Enya fan. I like Enya too. I love Enya. I like anything Celtic. I mean, it's. What about the Boston Celtics? You know, I've had that conversation with people before, and you sound like a cunt if you insist that they be called the Boston Celtics. So I just call them the Celtics. <laughs> uh, but it's. I love it because they do things that you wouldn't think they would do. Like, she's from the 40s, so sometimes when she's back in that time, when she's going to do something, they'll play 40s music. Like, it's in her head, like she's thinking about that when she's going. Yeah, it's like that. And and for some reason, that really is a deciding factor for me. I knew I would love it. I was 10 minutes in. It's like the the costumes are all are all perfect. The I like the actors. This is going to be good. And I just wasn't prepared for how good it actually I'm is. I'm actually angry that you skipped that 
or skipped uh, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> start this because I know you're going to love Peaky Blinders. Well, I'm sure I am, but, but I, I had to discuss this with someone, so I had to watch. And I don't remember. Does this fascist regime controlling your entertainment? <laughs> um, there's that. And then there's um, the fact that I got a Gaelic, uh, Irish Gaelic app for my phone. And so I was once licked by a gay. <laughs> Similar, sure. I'm. I'm sure it is. Uh, I once filleted a man for a sandwich <laughs> to save the festival. <laughs> yeah, if you want, I was, pre- I was, pre- okay. he was prepared. If the, if the festival you meant by John's entertainment on a Saturday yeah. night, yes. Um, yeah, no, Are you but saying I, you wouldn't blow a guy to save the festival, Chuck. I, it would depend on which festival that might be. The fire festival. Uh, no, not that one. Oh, come on. I was going to say Ozfest, but no. <laughs> the Family Values Tour. <laughs> <laughs> Burning Man. <laughs> I hear Burning Man's a lot I'm of I'm sure it would be great. Uh, Everybody's just on mushrooms. But I started just trying to say these Gaelic phrases. Give me one. All right. Um, one of the ones that we all know, or should, is the uh, Gaelic word for cheers, which is uh, slancha. 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 Okay, mm. let me. Okay, okay. phrase book. Aaron Gobra or whatever. Aaron Gobra is. Uh... All right, here's a diatrit, which is hello. Hmm. Seems excessive. Diagwit. 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 That's hello. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that one. No, I want to hear it. Uh, Le du thoil. It's They're tough, man. Because you, you'd what think... What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Fish and chips. Uh, Cock and balls. Slon, which is, I think... Slon. It's like, hi. Do that again. Slon. Yeah. Slon. Dup, da, da, dup, da, da. Let the boys be boys. <laughs> but, the, the, it's, but I'm just trying to, and I'm never going to speak it in any kind of social situation. I'm never actually going to, I'm not going to actually learn how to say sentences, sentences and stuff, but it's just neat to learn to hear and to try to learn, you know, and that is, I don't want to sound so fucking horrible, but I'll go ahead and say it. It is language of my people. So <laughs> I knew it. That was, that sounded terrible. But it's I'm the just, worst thing anyone has know, ever seen no, on this podcast. No, it's Chuck. awful. When no, Chuck. Our people. people. <laughs> yeah, that is actually accurate. Yeah, my but, people too, I think. Well, sure, part. everybody around here. But um, but it's a, it's a dying language. Like, they do still speak it. There are, there are parts of Scotland and Ireland where they do not speak English. So, yeah. They're completely untouched. Is that they're eating potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> no, no people have tried to contact them just because they don't seem pleasant. But it seems odd. It's, it's to, to it's odd to consider that you have Western white people, and they are ethnically different than other Western white people. That's the truth. Like we are ethnically different than the English. That's an, that's an absolute truth. But uh, we all speak English, of course. And there are parts of Ireland where the streets, and in most of Ireland and Scotland too, the Signs on for roads and stuff are in Celtic and English. Yeah, and that's just so odd to consider for some reason. You know what I mean? Like you have 
regular folks that look like us and they don't speak English. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. You know, well, it's so. just like in Europe. One one of the things I do admire about Europe is the way that they cling to certain things. Like there's there's a longer there's a longer decay on their traditions mm-hmm. as time passes. So like they've, they, for instance, what you just said is that these people are still speaking this old language, even though the rest of the world has forgotten it. Mm-hmm. And similarly, they, they've got these old structure, structures that were built that may be over a thousand years old that are still in use and right. things like that. Whereas the United States, it's, it's kind of more like, oh, well, this is done. Let's just bulldoze it and put the new thing. Yeah, in. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very slapdash. Let's just let's stop talking this way and let's start talking this way. Now. It's a very slapdash microwave popcorn kind of kind of culture. You know what I mean? And that is a sad thing. Uh, that will it's eventually not, go away. It's not necessarily bad. What's? It's I mean, neither good nor bad. It's just. A it thing. is what it, it is. Just, it's, it's, just, yeah. it's modern. What are we going to do? Like the. The institution of uh, our state capital, the, the town center, has been auctioned off. <laughs> that standing monument, yeah, it stood for over thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like I know when my hard drive got wiped out, I lost a lot of pictures and music, but I just started all over. <laughs> Everything was okay. I just, and you're absolutely right. But I, and then uh, further the conversation I was saying is that if we go into this thing that everybody wants us to, and a lot of fucking asshole Americans really want this. And we go to where well, there's one language and this. If you're all these cultures, if we all just become so homogenized, you know how much beauty we're going to lose just through different people speaking in different ways. Every language has a way and words that are not in other languages. They have concepts condensed and crystallized into a word. And you cannot say it in another language because there's no word for it. That is an amazing and beautiful thing that we that we have. And it's going to be lost. It is being lost as we speak. Native Americans don't speak their language. Some of them do, but they're usually older and have clung tenaciously to it. You know, just like people in, you know, Western Europe, in places like Scotland and Ireland and Wales, Welsh people still speak Welsh. You know, that's another Celtic group. Um, I just think it's really sad is that we believe that's a good thing that progress includes having to wipe out all these cultures and all their diversity and beauty. And that's not trying to be fucking Joe leftist. That is actual sentiment behind it, not spouting something so I sound cool. You know what I mean? It you is, never sound cool. You don't have to worry about well, that. Well, I know that. <laughs> Eat my cock. But I'm just saying that. How dare you? But I'm just saying that that is a sad thing is that we're going to lose so much if we can if we continue down this path. So yeah, I mean things suckling all the cocks. Um, the the only constant is change. Yeah, species we're going to lose species. Yeah, new species will eventually form. Uh, we're all probably going to die, and new 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 form of life will eventually occur on Earth. It's non-human, just like the dinosaurs are no more. Right. Uh, just enjoy the ride, baby. Well, I know, but I don't think that's, I mean, and not to, you know, completely disagree with you, but that's, I don't want to. Well, I can bring this up. Let's, 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 I'll, I'll interrupt you there. Cause I okay. feel like this is a good segue. I, I, the discussion I brought up about is are humans separate from nature? Um, I've been, you know, kind of ruminating on that a little bit more and articulated it a little better. So, I guess th- this kind of ties into that because, um, you know, what what is it? What is it about about a human being f- finding? Oh shit! There's oil bubbling up out of the ground here. Oh shit! This stuff burns really well. Oh shit! What if I take this 
pipe and put this here and do that, and I'm able to produce this. This I'm able to produce energy from this, and I, there's a byproduct from this. I can actually take this, the waste from this oil, and then use that to synthesize this really cool material that I can shape in any way I want. It's really cheap and easy to make. It's really useful. We can store water in it. We can run pipes with it. We can make computers out of it. It's like really fucking cheap and really useful. How is that any different from, um, I don't know, like, like shitting, like bees flying around and saying, oh, I'm going to take this little piece of matter here and then I'm going to meet up with my buddies here. We're going to put it all together. We're going to form this in, in crazy complex fucking wax bee city and store our food in it so we can plant our babies in it. And we're going to travel thousands of miles and do all this fucking hard work to work together to create this thing. How's that any different from, oh, well, let's get these, you know, let's get these trucks, get these oils, make these drills, get the oil out so we can make this plastic so we can, so our lives can be way fucking easier. It isn't. It isn't. It really yeah, isn't. And that, yeah, and that's the sort of nihilism, not nihilism in a bad way, or nihilism or whatever in a bad way, but just... Is nihilism, does that follow Neil Young or Neil Diamond? It follows... Neil um, Grass Tyson. Who? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Uh, so, so, so that kind of ties into what, what you know, what you're talking about is, uh, what were you talking about? I'm losing my train of thought. That uh, we're going to lose languages and you right. Know, all okay, that. yeah. So, you know, yeah. And because of this, because we're animals doing our animal shit, and we naturally want to make our lives easier and seek comfort, so we've got all this plastic shit. Now the oceans are full of plastic. And certain species are going to die as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Now they could die now because of us, um, of our plastic addiction, the fact that we're. Um, infringing on their ecology and causing things to die just as sometimes coyotes move into an area and infringe on an ecology and cause things to die or just as things are always changing and evolving right right and so if you if you take that sort of concept like shit's always changing new species species are becoming extinct other ones are being born life death cycle everything's in constant change with the language thing it's like well Okay, we might lose the Gaelic. We might lose. We're going to lose the Sanskrit. You know, we're going to lose the Latin. Eventually, we're going to lose the English. Eventually, we're going to lose, you know what I mean? We're going to lose the species, right. most likely. We don't know that. But um, I'm just I'm just kind of trying to tie in this analogy and make it so it ties into the discussion I had had about how, the, yeah, the only thing that's permanent is change, and, and there's no reason to, there's no reason to stress about that. Maybe this, this, the two times I've taken mushrooms, I've come back with this. I've, both times I was like, one time I was in the living room, like in the living room, and it was like really messy. There was like garbage, there's like pieces of paper and stuff, like newspapers and stuff everywhere. And I was just like, like playing and playing and like swimming in it. And I was just like, this is. There's nothing bad about this. There's nothing bad about about any of this. And the other time I was under a train trestle in the middle of summer. It was like 100 degrees. And I could see under the train trestle where the, where all the tar had fallen onto the rocks. And I was just like, this is just beautiful. It's like a Jackson Pollock painting. I was like, this is just amazing. Like, there's nothing bad about this. Isn't pollution? It's like this. This just came from the earth too, and it's just coming down here. And maybe it causes some things to die, but then that causes more life. And you know, and I just got into this kind of hippy dippy trippy thing that that just made me feel like we're all everything is connected. You know, and there's nothing. There's nothing about plastic. Obviously, there's death imbued in in the um, embodied in the creation of this plastic of this can of Arnold Palmer spiked. It's made with real bits of Arnold Palmer. It causes, <laughs> it causes death and aluminum is very toxic for our body. So, you know, if we're, if that's getting into my bloodstream, it's causing damage, et cetera, et cetera. But 
this is this is just a, this is just like something that a bee made or, or a nest that a bird made. I'm just a human being. We're working together and making these things. We're just animals doing animal shit. But for some reason, there's this division in our minds. Like, the you know, plastic is bad. Pollution is bad. You know what I mean? And my whole life, a lot of my life has been like, I'm starting this farm because I want to be close. I want to be closer to nature, and I want to. I want to be a source for good. I want to get want more people to become closer to nature, and I want pollution to be less of a problem. And I want to reverse climate change. And I want to do all these things, like, because I was really passionate about it and i'm wondering if that whole shebang wasn't just straight ego and and there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with shopping at walmart or well i get what you're saying and i agree i mean buying an suv instead of a instead of a hybrid or whatever well and yes or even if there is climate change that's going to just create different opportunities for different things and stuff like that i get it and i and i agree to a certain we're not going to stop it's it's whatever's happening we're not going to stop it no we're not i mean that's you know one volcano is can do more damage than a nuclear holocaust can sure and it's like that thing you set yourself apart from it you know you can ask any hippie you know, well, we shouldn't eat meat. Like I heard that Beyonce is offering people you know, money for being vegan. I'm like, okay, you know, offer me something else, Beyonce. <laughs> should a should a tiger not eat an elk? I mean, sh- you know, I'm an animal. I want to eat the way I'm supposed to, and I'm supposed to eat meat. You know how so, how many like, people you know that don't use plastic? None. How many people you know talk about how evil plastic is? Quite a few. Yeah, plenty. What the what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. I I don't know. We're do we're just doing what we're doing. You know what I mean? You can make yourself feel bad about that, but is this just more? This is just more impermanence happening. It's just more change, right? Yeah, you might want to play do the evolution for that one. Oh well, you said I'm an animal, so well I get it. But I'm saying this it was whole, either this this or- whole line of of talking is do the evolution. Okay. Jesus. I love that song. <laughs> I just want to hear it's that song. Shit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty much done there. I just want no, to. But that was a beautiful sentiment, and I and I see what you're saying. And I do somewhat agree with it. I've but been working on articulating this, and and this is. I don't have a position on this. I'm not making an argument. I'm just, right. I'm just kind of like free flowing here. But my reply to it is, is that why, you know, especially with why I was discussing the language and stuff. If there are a group of people willing to try to save it and, and speak it and try to and try to keep it, then I think that's a beautiful thing. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Save it and keep what the, the language, language and the, cus- oh, and the customs, customs and stuff like that. Absolutely, if it, can, if it can survive, then yeah. yeah. You ever been to the, the Vandalia Gathering? I have not. We should go this summer. In fact, is that the Irish theme one? Well, it's it's just all West Virginia shit. You'll you'll have. Uh, Authentic uh, Italian West Virginians making sausage and peppers and so yeah. on. But in some ways, in, in some ways, the language as it becomes more and more scarce, as fewer and fewer people know it or remember it, the more endangered it becomes. Like an endangered species somewhere, it becomes more beautiful. Or some a, rare or orchid, a precious stone, like some so. rare orchid that there's only a hundred left in the wild, or something like that. The language could become something like that, and it's like, you know what I mean? It's like the the. The danger of the thing being gone forever makes it more. Well, it's like I was watching the show. I was watching Outlander, and you had all these people sitting there holding entire conversations in this language, and they're all actors. And I don't know, but they're most of them are Scots. So I was thinking, well, I wonder if some of them actually speak. Every one of them's name is Patty. (laughs) 
That's not Irish. That's <laughs> Irish, not Scottish. They're, Malcolm would be Mal- a very, <laughs> is a very, <laughs> very Scottish name. Um, or Angus. William. William, yeah, it's another one of those. Um, Angus, what a great movie. Remember that movie, Angus? I never did see that one. Kid? Oh, yeah. You didn't see Yeah, you did. Uh, you I didn't to, see it. Never? I wanted to see it, but I, I never got it, to like, see it. It was like one of those, it played on TBS or something for yeah. a long time. I, I knew I, it looked good. It looked like it would call to me as in this, you know, outsider. And it's, got, and it's got that Mazzy Star song at the end of it. It's great. Fade Into You? Yeah. Oh, great That's, song. What, they, that's what they song. danced that's to. That's their the only end. song that I like. They danced, danced to that at the at the prom? In the movie, yeah. Oh, shit. Or whatever the dance is. Oh, God. I'm trying to figure out. I searched Angus, and I'm just getting a whole lot of uh, Wasn't stuff that one of Angus MTV's beef. first movies? Or it was their first Joe's movie. Apartment was their first movie. What a piece of garbage. I never saw it, but I, I it tend was to think that you're probably so correct. bad. <laughs> it was Jerry O'Connell. Well, here's here's the um, the synopsis. A miserable fat teenager secretly has a crush on the class beauty. <laughs> ends up becoming a surprising participant to dance with her at the high at a high school dance. Oh no! He's got to get his act. He's got to learn to dance, which is a great trope. Sure, I'm another, in. another tidbit that makes me insane. It makes me insanely angry. Just just furious that you haven't seen Angus because there's a Weezer single on that that's not on anything else on that soundtrack. Oh, fuck. And it's a I fucking good that. song, yeah. They do that. Like, they had Suzanne, Suzanne. that was on... Oh, uh, God, it's such a good song. Fucking Mallrats. Suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> Furiously angry that you haven't seen Angus. Well, I'm angry at myself, if that counts for anything. Find it. It's probably on YouTube. You can probably watch it for You're $3. You're probably right. Watch it. It's like, it's like, do you like the movie Clueless? Yeah. Do you like the movie um, The Breakfast Club? Oh, of course. The, bre- the Breakfast it's good, Club. Let's put it this to you. Even though you haven't seen it, it's going to feel familiar to you. Yeah, it will. It feels like home for us 80s and 90s kids. This is a great song. It's a country song, sort of. Yeah. It's a great song. It depends on how you play I have it. this one. It's on my playlist on my Amazon. Yeah, Angus is definitely a, a great coming-of-age movie from the 90s. Yeah, it's a classic 90s. It's very good. It's, it's really... Feels like an '80s movie in a lot of ways. I guess because it was 1995. Late so. '80s, maybe. Yeah, like the Brat Pack type stuff, right. except for a little bit more lighthearted. I recommend. It's got a little bit of Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. vibe to it almost. John, you got any favorite things? Any fighting related stuff? Um, not really anything fighting. I don't think. Um, oh. Maybe you could pull up, or I could pull up the Heinz Brothers' new record. Oh, I have not heard it yet. I've only shared it. Let's play. Let's play a couple tracks. You have. uh, You have it. I can get it on their uh, Bandcamp. I guess. I get. Um. Yeah. So our friends Todd and Jamie Heinz been putting out music for a long time. Out of the summer, close to a hundred years. Summersville area. They're a thousand years old, and they've been putting out music for (laughs) giant penises. They have giant a (laughs) hundred years. Big throbbers. Big so, veiny hammers they got on them. Big triumphant. Even bastards. though they're, they're still. <laughs> God, I love when you describe a dick as triumphant. It's so good. <laughs> that's that's one thing I always stick with me from fucking uh, super, super bad. bad. I'm, I'm putting the finishing touch on this big triumphant veiny bastard. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So let's hear, hear a track from the new Heinz Brothers I'm record. Gonna, I'm gonna play y'all a track from this shit. This lady entering the octagon's all tatted up. She missed weight by seven pounds. She ought to feel uh, good. Okay, I'll play the opening track just because we're starting it off the beginning. But 
track four I also want to play again either at the end or or later in the show. Those are, those are the two that st- stood out to me last night. So this is should be playing. Listening at a high volume can damage my ears. Ooh, a little bit of feedback to start it off. It's real synthy for them. They're usually like very organic acoustic stuff, and they did a, a lot of more s- down home. They did more synth work, almost dancey some of this stuff. I like it. Yeah, it's really cool, spacey. Well, I like that they don't put themselves in a box. Has a sitar. It sounds sitari. Yeah, it's a synth. Well, there's there's an Ebo guitar in the right channel. Or feedback, I can't tell. Is this another concept album? <laughs> I don't know. This is good. I like it. Across the Milky Way. Very cosmic. It reminds me of 80s disco, but not uh, European disco, yeah. not our disco. It sounds like a song that would play in John Wick. Yes. Like during a really violent scene. Yeah, some big shit's gonna go down. Oh. I want to hear the chorus. The chorus is a guitar solo. That's good, though. Not solo, but a melody. This reminds me of like some new wavy. 1982 Pet Shop Boys Yeah Something like that Something in that era I like it They're fucking good They said that uh, They told me Last time I saw them That you're their favorite Part of the show Really? No They didn't right. say that okay. They wouldn't say that to me <laughs> <laughs> Well, hope's built And then dashed <laughs> This is track four It's called Even if they were You were their favorite part They wouldn't say that Hey, me. Yoka Hey, Yoko Hey, Yoka Yoka Hey, Yoka One word I don't know what it means Straw weight track, This is track four This one has a nice Kind of sorrowful You know what it reminded me of? Remind me a little bit of some um, some uh, Holland Oats. A little bit, yes. Just the music. I was going to say Fleetwood Mac. Well, yeah, that, that too. too. Jinx. Call me a Coke. I like the high-low uh, harmony. Todd's got a fucking really low... He's a bass. He probably gets laid a lot. His voice is... <laughs> uh, funny thing, he's a virgin. He's open about it. Yeah. Talks about all the time he gives speeches at schools. It's not because he's not horny. No. He's very horny. Okay. He's just he's just hadn't found the right girl yet. Yeah. It was gone. It's you. 
He wants to do sex on a lady. <laughs> He's not sure I if he can. I want to do sex on a lady. He's not sure if he can. Well, he wants the milk in her warm or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> make my make my make my peanut puke like a baby. <laughs> Again, I can't say it enough. If you haven't seen Big Mouth on Netflix, <laughs> it's one of the funniest goddamn shows of all time. Come, baby, yeah. Her, her, her sweetie's the tunnel, and you're you're you're. <laughs> <laughs> her, her sweetie's the tunnel And you're uh What is it? Your penis It's the choo-choo, baby <laughs> Put it in there It goes in the hole Just remember What I told you When you're feeling afraid Even that guy Forrest Gump Once got laid <laughs> He sure did What are the ethics of that Since he's uh, challenged Rape Yeah Little Forrest Gump was a product of rape. He was. Neat. Haley Joel Osment. God, he ended up being the, not the handsome. Not, not a handsome, handsome fella. <laughs> but, he, but he knows it. He's in a lot of stuff, though. I know. He's, I, I like the fact he's got a great sense of humor about things. You remember, uh, it was a, probably five or six years ago, they were doing commercials for the new, new season of Always Sunny, and they had different people yes, playing everybody. Yeah, I remember. And he, he was Mac. Yeah. And he was never in an episode. They were just he was just in the commercials. I love how they do that they do that kind of stuff. Oh, I forgot another favorite thing. Um, this is good. We shit. can do over top of the music because this is really good. I like this. Um, I went to to the local Walmart. Oh, which one? Uh, actually, the where I got these was Quincy, which is this Quincy. is a really odd find at this place. It's not a super center. It's their selection is usually not good. It's not even an okay center. I mean, it's it's a decent center. It's fine. <laughs> You're okay if you go there. <laughs> Anywho, um, they have their limited amount of Blu-rays and DVDs, and I walk by, and they have a whole rack of Studio Ghibli movies. Studio Ghibli is uh, anime. Oh yeah, My Neighbor Totoro, and which is dude fucking tremendous. Like, actually, it goes along with this. It's soothing, it's nice, makes you feel good, no heavy real stuff going on, just really, it's a it's a nap movie. And, and I, I, seen that, I mean, that is, you can nap and you can't, or, or you don't really have to, but it, laying there watching it is like taking a nap, nice. because it's very relaxing. You would, everybody really loves it. Me and Annie, when she was just a little baby, you know, well, like she's probably three, we sat down watching, and she loves it. So, um... They had a whole rack of them, and I got two of them. I got Princess Mononoke, which is completely opposite of the movie I just said. <laughs> Extremely violent. And, I have a um, I have a comedy sketch about Princess Mononoke and your brother. I can do in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How random! I love it. <laughs> and uh, the other one I got was uh, Spirited Away, which I've heard about that. Yes, apparently really great, and I haven't seen it yet. So I'm, tonight I'm going to watch Princess Mononoke. I've not seen it in years, and then I'm going to go back. Soon and see if I can find you know if they're going to keep restocking them because I want to get Nausicaa Valley of the Wind which is a fucking classic and I haven't seen it in twenty years so mm. just nice things blue nice Blu-rays I'm um, I'm not buying buying any more Blu-rays or anything but with these I can't get them digitally so I was just like fuck it and they look really great Blu-rays look so good Netflix has a selection of uh, of anime but anime, but I've never I'm not an anime studio, guy it's not Studio Ghibli Studio Ghibli is not available because it's a Disney property and it's a more uh, obscure Disney property so they bought the the studio that produces these uh, they released one in the movie theater that didn't do well at all called Ponyo I remember hearing about that yeah and then they actually made I'm excited about this uh, uh, Chronicles of Earthsea which is Ursula K. Le Guin who wrote uh, 
Wizard of Earthsea, and I'm so so anxious to see to read that and to see that movie. So I'm reading it. I'm halfway done with it. Actually, it's a really great fantasy tale. So cool beans. Yeah. Let's have the story. Oh, you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. So imagine, if you will, uh, you will a very you know kind of mild mannered, portly young man. Coming into coming into the local blockbuster. This was back when people used to go to a rental place and get DVDs. <laughs> and um, he comes in. He's all flustered as soon as he walks in the door. He's got the trench coat on, and he's like, "Do you have it?" And he's like screaming at the employees. Like he's just like, he's like, it seems like something's wrong with him. Like his blood sugar's low or something. He's screaming at the employees. Do you have it? And I'm like, I don't know. What, what are you What are you talking about, sir? Do you have it? Princess Mononoke! Do you have it? It's like, no, sorry, we don't we don't have it. It's like, oh god! Oh, you don't even you don't even carry it? And then he and then he goes he, he goes through the line and he starts pointing at the employees and the people standing in line. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> and then he he goes out the door and then a second later he he put he he plunges back through the door, skips in line in front of everybody, goes goes straight to the cooler and pulls out a an ice cream pop, <laughs> and goes to the line and skips ahead and says, uh, "Sorry, I just wanted to get an ice cream pop." <laughs> Did this really happen? Occasionally, no. See, I'm saying that doesn't sound like Bradley at all. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> like not the not the temper part of it. It'd be more like this. Do you have Princess Mononoke? No. Ooh. Okay. No, <laughs> I, I saw the temper come out. <laughs> it's there. It's it's usually it's usually like not expressed. Sure, but the temper is there. Right. He he's got a tight rein on it. Some might say he's suppressing his anger. <laughs> you would think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh God damn it! My favorite things. Um, started watching the uh, new season of The Punisher, and it's fucking incredible. It didn't get good reviews this time. I'm, I've only gone through two episodes. Yeah. But, I mean, it has all the things that I want in that type of show. Violence. A little bit of fucking every now and then. Sure. Fucking, uh, what's his name that plays the Punisher? Uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. And I've been listening to a lot of Bruce. Um, I watched uh, his uh, Springsteen on Broadway thing. Mm-hmm. And even when it's just him stripped down with an acoustic guitar, he still figures out a way to make it a bit much. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he tells these stories. He's playing the riff. <laughs> One time I was down at the railroad tracks. And I'm just joking. I've never been near a railroad track. <laughs> I was in the steel mill. Just kidding. I've never been in a steel Literally mill. Literally, says, I've never been inside of, a, inside of a factory. I've never been near railroad tracks, really. And yet I've only written about those things. <laughs> Literally said, he said that. Yeah, <laughs> he's roasting himself. Yeah, that's actually pretty pretty cool. Yeah, well, he thought about the play of the worker man. And he just happened to to hit before he had to actually do it. Right, he, every all of his friends had to do it. Right, that he grew up with there in Asbury Park. So, God, that's such a working class play. Oh God, it's, it was one of the worst places to live in the seventies. Oh sure, and but he, he still figures out a way to make it a bit much. Like he's a little bit over the top and. I don't know. It's fucking Bruce. He's the best. I love him I'm so gonna go much. Home and watch fucking, I'm going to go home and watch Clerks now. Every time I think about New Jersey, I have to go home and watch Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also been listening to, can I get the uh, thingy there? Mm-hmm. I've listened to something called uh, Better Oblivion. Um, what is it? I'll figure it out. But it's Connor Oberst. 
who is um, from Bright Eyes and uh, um, Monsters of Folk, and a girl named Phoebe Bridgers, and they made an album together. And here's the lead single. I really like it a lot. I think I've pretty much listened to the whole thing by now. It's pretty good stuff. If you already like his type of music, like Connor Oberst, then it's right along those lines, except for now he's got a, a hot chick singing high harmony. It's got an 80s riff. Yeah. It seems like an 80s movie. Yeah. She's so hot Ah, so I think it's pretty good. I like this a lot. Yeah. They took them taking some shots at uh, Trump in the second verse. I'm all about it. I wish people took more shots at everybody, you know? Yeah, her. Here's a shot. Yeah, I'm into that right now. Of course, Bruce. Um, I watched The Fighter last night again for the first time since I saw it the first time. And I didn't real. I mean, I realized that uh, Dickie Eklund, real life, they um, made a documentary about meth and he was in it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that in the movie when they were talking about it, they were talking about him making a, a documentary of his comeback to fighting. Right. But it just turned out to be... Oh, this is happening too. Yeah, because he was he was a big meth head. Mm-hmm. But that movie's uh, real good. Um, Marky Mark can throw a punch. Yeah, he can. His defense is garbage. <laughs> he doesn't move his head at all. No. Like some of the those some of those fight scenes were. Hey, donkey, how you doing? <laughs> the donkey. <laughs> Tell hey. your mother I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that bit? I don't think so. Andy. Andy Samberg is, Andy Samberg uh, is Mark Wahlberg. Is Mark Wahlberg. Oh, fuck. You are in for a treat. Andy it, Samberg's hilarious. Because it is a terrible impression. Oh, no. That, it's that, not good at that's all. That's the reason it's so goddamn funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, I didn't really have anything else. I'm just talking about that movie and how the fight scenes were kind of garbage. because they would show the crappy Girl fight. Girl Scout Ingenuity meets Duncan Coffee. You get a cup of can-do. Duncan coffee and Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavors yeah, are back. Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, it's good. Mints, coconut caramel, or truffles. I got some Dunkin' Donuts up at uh, Fayetteville the other day, though. They were garbage. From 2 to 6 p.m. actual donuts Duncan. from them? Mm. Shit. Well, everybody that works there is like a high school kid, so. And now Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. Hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. You guys know me. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a pretty good impression. It actually is. It's not great. The voice is good. <laughs> hey, dog, how's it going? 
I like your fur. That looks really great. So you're a dog, right? What's that all about? Okay. Well, it was great to meet you. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? I'm gonna talk to a donkey. You know what's weird about him? He's uh, in, in comedy movies, he's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. I like that. You eat apples, right? I produce Entourage. Okay. Talk to you later, donkey. That's it. That's the whole fucking skit. <laughs> Tell your mother I said hi, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking dumb. I love it, though. Uh, he's, he's one of those that, I mean, Hot Rod... That movie's hilarious. It's fucking wonderful. <laughs> it is so bad. <laughs> well, also Just the, the weird shit in a cool beads. Beads. Cool, cool beads. beads. Cool beads. <laughs> yeah, That's the cool gif beans. I always send. <laughs> Him saying cool beans all weird. <laughs> we also got the Lonely Island, which is a lot of hilarious shit. Um, we got the Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh of course, the original's dick in a box. I'm trying to find like a really oh, like a boss is good. Is that the one with uh, Seth Rogen? Well, the, there's also the one where they had that fucking uh, Mr. Sandberg. Thanks for coming. Oh to shit! Review. No problem. So you're in charge around here. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I'm the boss. Okay, so take us through a day in the life of the boss. Well, the first thing I do is talk to corporate. Like Approve memos. <laughs> lead a workshop. Like a remember birthdays. Like direct workflow. Like my own bathroom. Micromanage. Is that Mulaney? <laughs> Hit on Deborah. Like Get rejected. Like Swallow sadness. Like Send some faxes. Like Call a sex line. Like Cry deeply. Like Demand a refund. Like a Eat a bagel. Like a Harassment lawsuit. Like no promotion. Like Fifth of vodka. Like Shit on Deborah's desk. <laughs> In my mouth. What about that one where it's, uh. Man, I can't fucking do it. Shit. The fucking, uh, Natalie Portman rap. Oh yeah, Jesus! Have you seen that? No. Oh my God! <laughs> you. <laughs> she did two of them. Yeah. So you know she's so meek. You know she's a good actress. Yeah. But she is fairly meek. You know she always plays a fairly meek character. She's small in stature. Yeah. She's, she's very willowy and, and she's real yeah. pretty and cute. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is real pretty. But yeah. this, oh man, I'm kind of into her. Sandberg put this rap on for her, and it is so fucking amazing. We're sitting here today with film star Natalie Portman. Hello. Hello, Parnell. So, Natalie, what's a day in the life of Natalie Portman like? Do you really want to know? Please, tell us. I don't sleep, mother off that yak and that turban. Doing 120, getting who while I'm swerving. Damn, Natalie, you a crazy chick. You shut the up and suck my d- <laughs> <laughs> I never said I was a role model. But what about the kids that look up to you? Do you have a message for them? All the kids looking up to me can suck my <laughs> It's just, that's so fucking... While I laugh, you die. And all the dudes, you know I'm talking to you. We love you, Natalie. I want to 
No fucking <laughs> <laughs> didn't even rhyme. Oh shit. My dick is scary. <laughs> Okie doke. <laughs> Natalie, one final question. If you could steal a smooch from any guy in Hollywood, who would it be? No more questions. That is just so... That's pretty good. And she had to be aware of how... You know what I mean? The comedy of that for being so meek. You then, know? then last year she hosted again and did another one. I didn't see that one. You're about to. We're here today with film star Natalie Portman. Now, Natalie, the last time you were here, I heard things got a little out of control. Yeah, well, I was going through a really weird time then, but I've matured a lot. Why don't you fill us in on what it's like to be you? Okay, you bitch. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Portman, 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 Portman. Your husband and his best friend just escortment. You know what's good, big, 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 big. Put a dildo on a switchblade, switchblade, switchblade. Don't think of my pino. Say it seems like you're almost exactly the same, but with current references. Untrue. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find it difficult juggling kids in a career? You can juggle these nuts. What? I don't dance now. I make mommy moves. When I gave birth, I didn't even push. I was blazed out smoking bomb kush. When my water broke, you know what? You're on the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> seen the new Star Wars movies? No. Oh, well, they're really good. They're much better than... Better than what? <laughs> Say something about the mother... George, I've been here so long. right on his 17. Dead on your face and take her... What, he'd leave the show and he came yeah, back he came back for this. Is it canon that Georgia Binks had 17 dicks? No. That little mine. Yeah, I thought about buying the uh, prequels. Yeah. I can't do it. Wouldn't it be good to... to Why would you think about it? Create them up and watch them? Well, because I love Star Wars. I've got all the other ones. He's a complete. That's a reason not to buy it. That's a good point. That's very zen. Because it's completely antithetical to what Star Wars should be. But still truthful. Solo's on Netflix now. I haven't watched it yet. I, think I bet like you it. I'd like it's it. It's good. Yeah. But when I saw it, it was in 
there, there's like one theater at Park Place that sucks, and it, the the uh, contrast and everything was all off. You know it was what, real dark. You know what I think happened with that? That the the studio didn't have confidence in it, and didn't you know what I mean? Didn't master the well, and they just didn't try. Like they didn't they they didn't get behind it and say yeah. This shit is great, and you should go watch it. It, has, you know? it got decent reviews, right? It was like well, a, it fair, a, a B, I think. But it, I think everybody wanted an A plus and shit. Yeah, and, well, I mean, you can't please anybody with that. I mean, unless you go back in time and get Harrison Ford to do it and make him young again, they're going to be able to do that. They're going to be able to do that soon. They can do it in spurts. I don't know if they could do it for a full movie. That'd be so expensive, and then you have to pay him. Yeah, that's gonna. They're making another Indiana Jones movie, are they? Yes. With Harrison I think Ford? I think the last one left such a bad taste in his mouth. He wants to make a good one. Oh, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Lump of unadulterated. It wasn't that bad. Polio ridden dog shit. It wasn't it was, that bad. Oh, you fucking kidding me? No, it wasn't I watched bad. it the other day. It was so bad. It was so god awful. I mean, I was just because I because then I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I watched The Last Crusade. And I'm hard to press which, between those, which one's better. Raiders of the Lost Ark is a four-star fucking movie. It's amazing. But Last Crusade is so entertaining. It's such a good movie. You know, is that the one with uh, Sean Connery? Sean Connery, yeah. I'm more of a Temple Doom kind of guy. Uh, Temple Doom's okay, but uh, I, I just like... I like when he's against... The, the Nazis are the, are the uniting factor with this. He's fighting the obviously evil guys, you know, and... And Raiders of the Lost Ark was so. For one thing, it it was made in like 1980, I think. So everything was practical effects, and it was stupid expensive, and it had old film stock. It just looked like a classic film, you know. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. <clears throat> uh, King of the Crystal Skull, even though it could do more, was smaller. It was a much smaller film, and that doesn't make any sense when it has such a much larger palette with what the subject matter was with being in the in the Amazon and all that stuff. Doing all that shit with digital effects makes the movie smaller. It confines you. When you do something with practical effects, it feels so real. Even when you know something's not real, I don't know what it is, what visceral thing it, it, it attaches to in our brain. Right. It just feels bigger. Yeah. So, you know, I think I've figured out why those movies don't work. Is that you and why somebody like uh, Abrams or or um Peter Jackson Peter Jennings Peter Jackson does like He does do digital But he would rather do practical um, Somebody who won't do practical is um, Nolan uh, No he won't do digital he, he just does practical Yeah Nolan So yeah and his that movies, won't, who, who won't do practical I'm sure there's somebody that won't fuck with that Oh I'm sure But that's probably That's, that's probably dumb. the uh, The guy that does like the Avatar movie <laughs> And that guy James Cameron yeah. Speaking of Peter Jackson He's a uh, Doing a recut of the Beatles documentary, the I heard about Let that. It Be. He's been doing a lot of that. He did that uh, World War One. Is it World War? Yeah, War where he colorized it or something, something like that. I want to see. He's got another epic in him somewhere. I know he just didn't blow his entire wad coming out of the gate with fucking Lord of the Rings. Let's do the epic of Gilgamesh. Roll the credits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, That's I'm, it. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does with the uh, Beatles unaired stuff because I've seen the documentary and it gets super uncomfortable. And that's what they put in. I want to see what they left out of it because they were filming for 
a year. Uncomfortable, like, as in they start hating each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Yoko's, like, sitting there with oh, him. Oh, God. Like, that had to be so... I, I can't even imagine the look of abject disgust on Paul's face dealing with that. You know Well, he mean? was just a boy. He was just four boys. He was just a boy. Just four boys. He's got that slant over there. <laughs> <laughs> she brought in a hat with a plum floating in perfume. She screams <laughs> while we practice. Have you heard her scream? <laughs> she, she never stops screaming. <laughs> Well, we're trying to what do you think about that, Ringo? I think she she thinks she, <laughs> she thinks she's in the bond. <laughs> she thinks she's in the bond. I love our terrible. The band is just supposed to be four boys. <laughs> Not four boys. Terrible time. Not four boys we in should, a zipper head. We should do a fucking movie, uh, a movie commentary like like Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, as the oh, fucking we got to talk about Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> uh, last night. Old Taters and I um, got some Kratom and some pizza, and we watched Maximum Overdrive. Along with, we watched- We watched Running movie. Scared first. Running Scared too, which was pretty goddamn good little- uh, Yeah, it's not bad. Buddy Cop movie. Yeah. Featuring one Gregory Hines and one William Crystal. Also, Jimmy Smits. Jimmy Smits. Jimmy Andrew Super Bauer. Smits. <laughs> and uh, Joey Pants. Stephen Bauer. And Joey Pants. But uh, that was good. I enjoyed it. Good, solid movie. Uh, Billy Crystal, weirdly jacked. Yeah, when they were down uh, in the uh, Key West, he was like, "Like Jesus yeah. Christ, Billy, you work out for this? Cut up. Yeah. But uh, Maximum Overdrive, uh, and I said this last night, how was Rowdy Roddy Piper not in that movie? <laughs> this movie should have been based around Rowdy Roddy Piper. What was your fucking Facebook status? It was <laughs> Even though he's not in it, <laughs> Maximum same. Overdrive is the second best Rowdy Roddy Piper movie. <laughs> 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 it is just, every, every character, I was like, Rowdy Roddy Piper could have been that guy. <laughs> And it'd have been better. And he's absolutely Whoa, right. All the trucks are coming after us, shit hole. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get after it here. Yearly Smith. <laughs> no, you had to leave her in. Yeah, you gotta Curtis! I will leave you out. Curtis. <laughs> but every everybody who's even a little bit badass in that movie would have been better as Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right. So You've seen retroactively that, you? they need to put Rowdy maximum Roddy Piper in maximum overdrive. I don't know. It's Emilio Estevez, and uh, it's it's the horrible Stephen King directed movie where the trucks and shit go crazy and start killing everyone. And, I guess I haven't seen. And that. then they're they're imprisoned at this truck stop in North Carolina, Wilmington. Come on and raise it up. And um, it's uh, horrid. It is so bad. And I fuck. I bought. I enjoyed. It. It. I paid ten dollars. I didn't it, think it was as I bad as everybody my entire it. life has told me. I know I watched it in bits and pieces on but, TBS as a child. But okay, we're looking at it. The way I look at it, both of us are looking at it that way. That it is an '80s movie. It is so much lovely, buttery nostalgia that oh we're. Oh God! It in. was just so much '80s spread on like a nice brioche bun. That's what I'm saying. It was delicious. Imagine seeing that, and you had no frame of reference. Yeah. In this 30 years, I'm going to piece of shit. In 30 <laughs> years, this movie's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's like Bloodsport. Yeah, Bloodsport is so bad though; it even challenges that some. Like, man. But it, it's just. But we all love Bloodsport in context of the '80s, <laughs> exactly. And then we watch it again, and we still love it, but for different reasons. Sure. Like a, I mean, Running Scared, you like because a, no matter what I said, it is a, not a bad movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's well shot. Uh, it's well funny. It's 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 eighty shot with the long shots and all that stuff. It's good. Um, it has that really great '80s soundtrack. Yeah, it has Everything's synth. Yeah, I mean, it's just really good. When something bad's about to happen, you're yeah, it's it's really it's not. Uh, 
I just, I just, I, I bought that for a reason too. I paid fifteen dollars for that movie. It's good. I so, enjoyed it. So we watched that. And we watched Maximum Overdrive. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's glaring holes in the plot. And I couldn't. <laughs> you think? I kept like, like because they trapped themselves inside this truck stop, and I was just like, what? Why don't the trucks just drive through it? <laughs> And then I was like trying to rationalize why the trucks aren't driving. And I had to it. stop him about 45 minutes into that. <laughs> like you're, you're trying to apply reason and logic to this movie. Well, I mean, I was thinking, well, maybe the heart of whatever's causing this is inside that truck stop and they can't run into it. And then I sort of realized once the all the vehicles started running out of gas is they need people to pump the gas for them because right. these vehicles do not have posable thumbs. Right. They can somehow grip steering wheels and... All the other shit, but they can't pump their own gas. But can you imagine the terrifying movie they can make right now out of that idea? It's ex- that movie is ex machina. Yeah, but without it, uh, the it would sexy- have to be. I don't know. I mean, that's Stephen King's one and only directorial oh. attempt. I mean he he directed that movie oh, okay. and wrote it, and he is fully willing to admit that he was so coked up during that he barely remembers it. <laughs> so it didn't look bad though, and it well, sounded fun. No, I mean like the the movie. Oh, it didn't look bad. No, you know, like it looked but fine. The shots were good. The cinematography in the eighties. I don't know if it's a lost art or something. Those movies look so much better. Well, I think it's because they're shot on film and think, not on and, and things not are shot green screen. Like all the Marvel movies are green screen, now. right? They, they don't actually go to the woods for the most part. Like whenever they're fighting in the woods, they're in front of a green screen. Right. Somehow they make it look pretty goddamn. Convincing. They do, but I, I'm just saying. I would like to see a movie shot like an eighties movie was shot. You know, with on film stock and all that stuff, and see well, and see how it would. Christopher look. Nolan does that. He still does film, and it's apparent. And then, and then they move it to digital and, and all that stuff. But well, he, yeah, you could shift something to digital after it's shot. Yeah, but well, shooting it in film does create a certain look. It makes everything more crisp, but yet it's still a wash kind of look. I know I sound like Eric Carbon trying to explain fucking photography here, but I I've been watching movies and love so many movies that I am able to pick this stuff out. Like movies in the eighties and the seventies, to a lesser extent. Seventies were a little bit grainier. They were, but it, it looked it, like a Death Wish. Yes, that exactly. Movie looks exactly how it should look. If they, I know they did a remake of it. Recently. Uh, the French Connection and fucking, yeah. uh, you know, and then when the when the A's got here, everything was more glossy and polished, but it still kind of had a, a grainy type to it, and it's still I I think that's my favorite way a movie a movie looks. I think that I, I think I like that best. That's one of the reasons I watch eighties movies because they look like that. You do mostly consume eighties content. I do. Is that the last time you were truly happy? Well, Let's dig in. <laughs> this just became a different type, type of show. <laughs> um, the, the, there, you're right, though. Like everything from Princess Bride, the Star Wars movies, they somehow they do get the look right of the Star Wars movies and the new ones. It's, they do. It still kind of looks 80s. But I think that uh, I'm I'm a an amateur, to put it mildly. I, I mean, you have somebody like Abrams who is a savant. I mean, he knows how to do everything. So. You know, of course he's going to. You think he can make a good frittata? Well, yeah, he can make a good anything else. I mean, everything he he took Star Trek and turned it into two extremely viable movies that were, and one okay one. He didn't make that one. Oh, he was just producer. That was Simon Pegg had something to do with that, and it was just not good. Did you ever see um, Super Eight? I didn't. Fucking incredible. That's a. I, yeah, that's I, him I, all the way. I need to see that. Producing, directing, writing. 
I need to uh Sean Weirton. I can't wait to go see uh what is it? Bright Bright Flame or Oh, the one about Superman? Yeah, the, it's not it, Superman. But he's, yeah, but he's an alien and he's violent instead of benevolent, which is far more likely. Yeah. Hey, I've got powers and I can do whatever I want. I'll use them for good. And indeed I will. <laughs> and an, an End alien, of story. An alien Superman? Yeah. It's like a, it's a movie that essentially should that. be Superman. Like, the, what is the name? Is it Bright Flame? I think it is. Or Bright Blaze or some shit. You haven't seen this trailer? Nope. It, it looks really great. And it's directed by James Gunn. Brightburn. Brightburn. Is it directed by James Gunn or somebody else? It's James Gunn. Mm. Pretty sure. No, Elizabeth Banks is in it. I still think that work is attacking. James Gunn is something. But I don't know <laughs> if he's directing it. But you know what James Gunn is directing? The rebooting already uh, Suicide Squad. James Gunn. Well, sure. And it's going to be great this time. Yeah. I think I think if they would have let him do what they wanted to do with the first one, but that's beside the point now. This is Bright Run trailer. It's the official trailer, so you know it's good. It even has it flirts with the Superman score. Yeah, I think this could be just a work of genius. I, th- I think it's what this could be. That's a Superman shot right there. Yeah. I love Elizabeth Banks. She's so pretty. I love baby blue pickup trucks. Superman. That's a Superman movie. I prayed for a baby. One night, someone listened. This is coming out in a few months. Exciting. We believe that you came here for a reason. He was in the barn. Did he find it? No. It was like he was drawn to it. It's his ship. He may look like us. He's not like us. the cape heat vision There's no way that movie is not going to be a fucking game changer. You know what I mean? He directed it. That's a tremendous concept. Even something so simple as let's take a Superman story and turn it into a horror movie. That's that's that would would seem like common sense, but it isn't. 
No, know? because he's good. He's the big blue boy scout. Exactly. I mean, you can you can have storylines where he's a bad guy, but he's, but he's still trying to do what's right. You know what I mean? It's 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 he's, a well, he's Superman, not shitty man. <laughs> <laughs> he's not okay guy. <laughs> Just doing my best, fellow. <laughs> Superman, not shitty man. <laughs> I'm still stuck on wal- walrus balls complex. <laughs> It'd be a consolation prize, dude. Yeah. <laughs> not shitty man. You got any umbrage? I will make something up. I'm sure. I really don't have any this week. Didn't Donald Trump do anything? Uh, he's always, he's he's always doing twomp. something. A little twompy twomp. He's always doing something. Twomp, we pump, 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 pump. We'll figure out some numbers. I'm sure somebody's angry about something. So Umbridge, um, I don't know the the weather being balls cold. Eh, that's more of a, that's not Umbridge. That's more of a, a it's going to be good for the insects in the summer. That's true. I didn't like that uh, the capacitors out on my central air, and I called and put in a thing with uh, with the people that come and fix that. Last week, and they never called me back because they're that backed up because they're going to have to eat it because they put one in at the beginning of summer. Right. So this is going to be free. So I have umbrage with that, that I've been cold. You it's not been blankets? that bad. I have blankets and I've had space heaters. It's not been that bad. But still, I'd rather have my central unit operating at full capacity. I was going to say something. It's not an insult towards your house, but it's just a general... Uh, observation. It's not even anything bad. I think you have a little bit colder house. Like for some reason, my house stays very warm. I mean, I, I well, I mean, the, I have to turn the AC on. You know, it, it to I don't know why that is. The, well, the the central unit just isn't running, so it's wait, wait, cold wait. Anyway. You have to turn the AC on. Yeah, in winter sometimes. At least hot blooded. That doesn't make any sense. Where's the heat coming from? The AC's on. I don't know, man. It's it gets uncomfortable. I can't fucking. I can't Why don't sleep you turn in the, the hot. Turn the thermostat down. Well, I do that too. I mean, I, I just in the morning when I wake up, I turn on the heat to get my blood going. And then at night when I'm laying down, I just turn. I turn on the uh, fan and the air conditioner sometimes. Then you turn off the heat. Yes. I, mean, I guess that why makes sense. Why don't you turn the heat, just keep the heat in a low setting, and then use a space heater to warm up in the morning? I don't like space heaters, man, because I'll leave them on. Like, I actually have one, and I left it on when I went to work out today, and I completely forgot about it. I can burn the fucking house down. I mean, so. unlikely that's going to happen. Well, that's I mean, true. They, have, it's not, it's not one of the they big, have safeties in them, you know. It's not one of the big ceramic ones where they were, that's a big problem, where they put out so much heat. You know, right. what I mean? the ones they have to have, you know, you use them for like an industrial, you know, mm-hmm. man, they had those, the Fatal House, I remember being over there, they didn't have central heat or air, and it would get so cold, it would freeze the toilet water. Mm-hmm. So they would have to put space heaters all over, every, every, put space heaters everywhere. And my brother stayed in the house, so I'd go there and, and hang out with him, and it would be so fucking cold in there. 
Unreal. I had a... Uh, Remember those uh, radiator-looking heaters that I had? Um, I had one on there a couple weeks ago, and I it was in I had it in the front of the house, and I heard a big pop and a sizzle, and I turned around and it's on fire. I go, I go in there and it's on fire just inside the unit, like smoke, and I just unplugged it and dragged it out to the front porch and let it hang out. <laughs> well, that one's no good. I knew something was wrong with it. I just Which didn't know unit was the one that looked like a radiator. That was over here. Yeah, I had it over there for a long time. Not the not that one. It's oh. a different one. Okay, okay, it looked like it had. It's the one of the ones that had oil pumping through it, so okay, it would yeah. just stay warm. But it uh, it popped and and uh, caught on fire a little bit. But I knew there was something wrong with one of those. I just didn't remember which one until that happened because last winter I had it going and I started smelling like burning um, electrical wires. So I remember I unplugged it. I just I have two that are identical, and I couldn't find Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I was here. I don't think it would have spread beyond the carriage. No, most likely you'd have been fine because it's it's housed in metal. Yeah, and they've got safeties in them that will cut the power to them if they get too hot. But it was a, uh, it was weird, and it smelled like burning rubber or plastic mm-hmm. for twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah, scary shit. Yeah, I've been keeping keeping them on pretty heavy. The space heaters since fucking the company that's supposed to come help me won't do it. I'm, I want to get my own capacitor and do it myself. Mm. But it's hard to find people that'll sell to that kind of stuff to people that aren't um, certified HVAC, HVAC people, contractors, HVAC, HVAC. So any actual umbrage? I mean, um, anything really. political happen? I don't. I really been paying attention. Um, K- Kamala Harris uh, said she's going. Yeah, to run Toby Lair and. Attacked her on Facebook about that, some kind of affair they said she had, and the North Carolina Democrat got the blackface thing. Yeah, had to, is being Is that Virginia to, being forced to resign because he was in a picture as either a blackface or, or a KKK, KKK member. <laughs> yeah. but he came out. He, he came out today to, and said he wasn't in that picture. That's not him, even though yesterday he apologized for it. And this is the the same guy that. Is helping pass that new abortion bill where you can a baby can be born. Yeah, we and talked about that. I, that's a little bit. That's uh, I think that's a bit much. A little bit, yeah. I mean, you can kill the baby after it's born. Yeah, that's that's insane. I'm, is that is that what the rule says? After it's born, uh, the la- we to were, me that's what the yeah, language said. That's what the language. That's the what he said, said on a ra- on a radio show, and then they dug up that picture of him. In the uh, in the blackface or the KKK thing, we're not sure which. But he said on a radio show that if uh, they try a late term abortion and it doesn't work and the baby's born, they'll uh, if the mother wants them to and it's and it's uh, they'll try to resuscitate. Like they'll they'll um, they'll sedate it and then whenever the mother's in a better condition, they'll try to uh, to resuscitate if she wants them to. So basically, what it says, and I'm I'm sure that something's come out about this that corrects it. I don't know. I'm not going to do any any uh, research. Is that depending on the feelings of the woman after a baby's born, you can kill it. So basically, what what is happening <laughs> is we we have an, we're going to have an entire generation of uh, Charlie. Uh, what's what's his what's his name on uh, Charlie Zelenoff? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> him too. I'll be honest with you. I mean, if something. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, Charlie from uh, It's Always Sunny. Oh, where, yeah, where yeah. He survived the abortion. <laughs> you popped out happy as a clam. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't like it. It, it makes me feel icky. You know what I mean? But yeah. 
but at the same time, if you if you produce something with your own fucking body and come, you know, doesn't belong to me. I have no say. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm saying it's none of my fucking business what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I saw something posted that was a joke, but it was there was some truth to it. It was like, bitch, you should be able to kill your baby at two years old. <laughs> up to the age of two years old, let alone in fetus form or whatever it is. The argument, you know what I mean? But yeah, no. I mean, uh, it's not that I agree with it. It's not that I think it's the moral thing to do. It's just that it's none of my fucking business. It's not my fucking body. It's not my fucking baby. Well, I mean, at that point, couldn't you just give it up for adoption? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get if, through it. Not if you don't want to do that. It's your fucking baby. Who, who, who does that baby belong to? It's definitely not... Isn't that uh, doesn't exactly have self ownership at that point, does it? I mean, it can't even wipe its own ass. It can't. It's it's totally dependent on you. So you should be able to kill it if you feel like it. I'm, <laughs> my, my position. My position is that you don't care. No, I care. Um, my position is that here's what my actual position is. I'll just do this real quick. I'm going to go ahead and say that a fetus is a human being and it has human rights. Let's just grant you that. I'll just grant the the pro life people that is a human being. I'll just I'll just admit it, not because I believe that, but for the sake of argument, because I don't I don't need that little point to win the argument. A fetus, pre human, whatever. Let's say it has all the rights that a human being has. If you and I go to sleep and we wake up and some mad scientist has surgically connected us such that my organs have been removed and I'm plugged into you and we have the same blood type or whatever. And I'm living off of your organs. We're surgically connected like Siamese twins. And if you were to remove me, surgically remove me from your body, I will die. And that has to take place for nine months. And at the end of the nine months, I tear a nine-inch hole in your taint. It never goes back. You have to wear diapers for the rest of your life. Stop it. I can only get so hard. There's a good, there's a good chance that you'll die. And I come out and you have to take care of me for 18 years. Do I have a right to the use of your body? Do I have a right to stay connected to you? My answer is no. I do not have the right to the use of your organs. I don't have a right to tear a hole in your taint. And I don't have a right to you caring for me for the next 18 years. I don't I don't have a right to that. It would be nice for you to do that to me. And you're my friend. I believe that you probably would. You would keep me alive. It would ruin your life. But you do that to save my <laughs> life. Because you're a decent guy. Yep. I don't have a right to it, though. And if you decide you want to surgically remove me because these are my fucking organs and this is my body and this shit's gross and I don't like it and you're a parasite and I don't like your personality, you have a right to surgically remove me from your body. So what what, what we need to settle this argument is we need a baby communicator that <laughs> the second the fetus is formed, it can send a text message saying, hey, mind if I use your shit? <laughs> or, you say, sure. Or maybe, or maybe the fetus would send a message saying, go ahead and abort me because I don't want to be a part of this shit world. Well, that, I mean, that's fair, too. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying the app works in so many different now, ways. Now, on the other hand, fetus tunes. If, if the surrogate mother and the fetus were able to get a lawyer in there and write up a contract between the two where, where they agree... On, yeah, you're going to carry me to term and let me live and become a human being. At least let me be born and be adopted. Right. They could enter into a contract where the woman agrees to that. Then she would be committing, you know, she'd break that contract. And if that contract states that that's murder, 
then that would be murder. But a baby can't enter into a contract. It's your fucking body. You created the goddamn thing. There's a chance it could kill you when it blows out of your vagina like a fucking Civil War cannon packed full of nails. It could kill you. Goats, sheep, and other animals when they're in, in winter and they're distressed and they're pregnant will go eat fucking poisonous plants on purpose to cause an abortion to happen so that they can save their own lives because this sh- because they can sense instinctually that this shit's going to kill them. So I guess my what I'm at where I'm at with it is that I afford the same rights to a to a fucking a deer or a goat or a sheep or one of my pigs. I treat them with the same respect about their the autonomy over their own body as I do a human being. It's your fucking body. Yes, yes, it's yes, it's fucking ugly. Yeah, it's immoral. Nature's fucking nasty. It's sad. It makes me feel icky. But it's none of my fucking business. It's not my body. Fetus book. Fetus book. <laughs> That's my position. <laughs> fetus stir. <laughs> my fetus. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever P-O-F, I have plenty of feet, whenever I make, <laughs> but I've never really heard. I've never really heard oh, a response. Shit. A response to this argument where anybody actually responded to it. They'll attack me personally, or they'll say, "Oh, sure they will," because you're an evil person for saying that. Or, or say. they'll say. It doesn't, but having a baby doesn't blow a hole in your vagina. <laughs> you obviously don't know anything about having a baby. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what my fucking argument is. I'm, I'm, I'm being funny and I'm, I'm, uh, paraf- you know, I'm shortening things. I'm using shorthand. Yeah, it does kind of blow a hole in your vagina. I can tell you it's not the same after. Yeah. It's, uh, whether it blows, I mean, it doesn't make a new hole. It just makes a bigger hole. It changes your whole bone structure now. It changes, yeah, it changes every, the whole deal. Your whole body is the same. Your chemistry changes. Everything sure. about yeah, you changes. Some women uh, had uh, develop curl- allergies. Had, had curly hair, and then after they have their kid, they have straight hair. Or they they're not allergic to something. They have the baby now. They're allergic. to Yeah, something. crazy shit. The whole uh, chemistry changes. I was with a girl. She had. She was able What's to get tan. Like? <laughs> she was able to get really tan, and then she after had after she had all her kids, she couldn't get tan anymore. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, that's completely changed body chemistry. Yeah, so it's yeah. crazy. So I just think a person, you know, has control. Did over you write that? Plenty of fetuses. Yes. yes. <laughs> person, a person, uh, a person owns their own body, and no one else has the no one else, including a fetus human, has the right to the use of your body. I don't know, man. We were just talking about it, and I'm, uh, you know, uh, again. Was raised. My mom raised me, and she was very forward thinking, completely pro choice, all that stuff. But man, when does it become? When does it become a, a choice? And you know, why don't you just pull the fucking trigger? If you don't want the kid, make the fucking decision. You know what I mean? If you're going to keep it to the third trimester and just and decide yeah. a, a day before you, that's just ridiculous. I, I understand the practicality, right? And, and, and I know and, uh, what you're saying too. But but the principle, right. is that there's not a difference between anywhere you draw the line is going to be arbitrary. I understand, yeah. I, and I get it. But I'm saying that, you know, <laughs> that that is a good point. But it also, I think that I think that a point lies in the fact that when does it when does it become a human being? You know, I'm I'm saying that it's already a human being. A, a tumor. 
and, 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 and a baby matter. are exactly the same at, at some point. And there's actually this tumor. I just figured this out, and I heard it as a horror show. Some people, I can't remember. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. <laughs> there's tumors that can grow eyeballs and teeth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and hair. They're sort of they're um they're not conjoined fetuses, but they they do. I've seen that. Yeah. It, it, and it's a horror show, but it is so. Sounds like f- some foreign DNA is in there from some other that's causing the. No, it's your form. DNA. It's, it's just if for some reason it's, it's confused. Yeah, has, has, has kickstarted into uh, you know meiosis where it's splitting. It gets like fried by some radiation or something. Gets confused. I don't know, man. I don't know what ca- they don't they don't know what causes some it. Kind of swamp thing type event. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. I don't. I don't know about that picture right there. I don't know if that's real. That looks. That looks like a. It's a teratoma tumor. Uh, that's mm. shaped like a monster's face. Yeah. That seems like some like National Enquirer shit right there. I don't know. I mean, it may be real. I don't know. I can't handle. I can't handle like conjoined twins. Like when there's one on somebody's face that makes faces. Uh, I can't do that. It's it, a little weird. It bothers the shit out of me. Yeah. Hmm. Tumors are fucking weird, dude. Well, a, a baby fe- a fetus is kind of like a little conjoined twin inside your belly until it comes till it pops out. I'm sure it is. Par- I mean, it's by nature it's parasitic. It's not giving you anything back for. That's kind of the, that's kind of the argument. I don't like using that word because it turns people off. But it's basically yeah. I mean, by a baby by a strict I, definition, it is a parasite. A baby that you don't want is a right living it, off your body. Exactly. I mean, it's not giving you anything in return. So and you don't. In, in the, if that is a human being, we grant that that's a human being with human rights. It also has human responsibilities, which are it can't inf- it cannot ah! infringe on your rights. <laughs> that's so hard. This is such a hard question. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's but, so but that, difficult. But if it's a human, it doesn't have a right to blow a hole in your. What if vagina. it's a Vulcan? Vulcans have rights too. What man. if it's a Klingon? Klingons have rights too, man. What if it's... Quit being speciesist. What if it's a... Uh, the alien races... By, by the way, the alien races on Star Trek are far better than they are on, on Star Wars. That's one of the that's one of the lone things Star Trek beats Star Wars in. I've never been interested in Star Trek. I think I watched when I was a kid. There's a couple movies. You watched it down at the house. Star yeah, Trek we watched the Next Generation. Some of the movies are pretty good. First Contact is a great fucking uh, movie. I like Wrath of Khan and those are, those are all right. Wrath of Khan is a really good movie. Khan... Ricardo Montalban, <laughs> but the shows, eh. ick. No, the Next Generation show. It started out kind of silly, but man, by the I think by the third season, it had gotten really good. I mean, it's just it's all in that suit and in that office environment. It's like it's kind of like watching The Office, except it's not cute or fun. That's what we need—an office-style science fiction show. They are that's doing not that. the that's not the Space Orwell. Force. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I can F- see that. Futurama. They're doing Space Force. The same people did the Office. Futurama. They're doing Space Force. <laughs> Scruffy's the best character I on that. I hate Futurama. Scruffy's gonna live. I, Scruffy's gonna die the way I he lived. I hate that show. I can't. I can't. It's for some reason. Futurama. I yeah, I hate it. It it, it, it irks me. It's so hilarious. Everything about the, every one of those characters bothers me. Well, I, it, it bothered me too until I tried to, until I stopped trying to. Uh, Make myself believe it was like The Simpsons. It is nothing like The Simpsons. But I don't like. I don't. I've never. It's. It's another one that I can honestly say it's never made me laugh. Shit. Not one time. I flash. Its jokes are so much more subtle than than anything on The Simpsons. Not that their jokes are better. There's some great jokes on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the shit out of some Simpsons lately, like season one through seven. But well, season two through seven. Season one you can fucking keep. 
Yeah, but, uh, it, was a, it was a squiggly animation. Was, well, no, uh, the animation didn't bother me. It's the it, it was more like the a attempt. Pi- it was a season long pilot, exactly. And it, it was an attempt to create a somewhat heartwarming uh, sitcom family was, out of something that you should never do. That was pre Simpsons. Yes, was before the Simpsons. It was before Homer became the fo- the focus of the show, before, as opposed to Bart. Yeah, before the show knew what it was. Right. I think the first great Homer episode was Homer at the Bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sheltering myself with a large piece of sheet metal, I ran underneath the tallest tree I could find during a fucking lightning storm. The tallest tree I could find. <laughs> Something told me this is a special, very wonderful piece of wood, and I could make a bat out of it. I mean, that's the, the, the focal point of the, the Simpsons. It wouldn't exist without Homer's stupidity. Oh, I mean, and that's all it is. Some of his. His harebrained schemes. Like, there, there was that one where they found the sugar truck, right? He's like, so he started selling, selling e- sugar out of the backyard. In America, first <laughs> you, you get, get the, the sugar, sugar, then you, you get, get the power, power then you, you get, get the, the women. women. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do something we haven't done in a while? What? Tell people to fuck off. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a fucking old one. Who, who can we tell to fuck off? Hey, hey parasitic fetus. <laughs> people, fuck you. People from Ohio. Yeah. Hey, people who may or may not have dressed in blackface and or KKK costumes. Fuck you. <laughs> Terrible customers at restaurants. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, people that fired James Gunn because he made dumb jokes. And now he's going to go over somewhere else and start making other movies for the other studio. Fuck you. Hey, that other studio. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, you and you, that person in line who I just skipped in line. <laughs> Fuck you! That <laughs> <laughs> insult to injury, yo. That's how hey, anti Belleville, all people. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck you! you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's, that's been a good one. Good ep. Episode 196, Down the Drain. I can't come anymore. Water go down the hole. I'm done. Oh, God. Water go down the hole. Thanks for listening. Tell everybody else to listen. Let's make this our jobs. Maybe we'll all get together and have a wild sex party someday. Sex party? I probably won't be able to come for a few days after this. Yeah, no. Uh, Usually after a wild sex party, it's at least four days before I can drip out any oil. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You got to build it back up. Oh, yeah. All right, queers. Thanks for listening. Go forth and fuck thyselves.
Well, there's barefoot dudes down in New 